0: Tonight, WWE Champion Roman Reigns takes yet another week off, Rhea Ripley a no-show. And on the flip side of Roman Reigns being an absentee champ, it's Rey Mysterio working every show for months now, making himself the hardest working man in the WWE. You know, he literally wears these massive oversized boots. They're really floppy on his feet, it's ridiculous. It is literally a metaphor taken seriously too seriously because his boots are just too big to fill and such. Now, will Otis finally join Maxine Dupree and join the Maximum Male Models? Can Bobby Lashley finally catch a break as he takes on the United States Champion Austin Theory? Now next, in the NXT, did Brutus Creed smash Rip Fuller's ribs? Supernova. 11 makes his debut. Roxanne Perez and Zoe Stark tear the roof down. And can Drew Gulak mentor Charlie Dempsey to gold as they take on The Current and one of the true great champs of its North American champion, Wes Lee. And in SmackDown, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez defend their titles against the Entitled Ones, Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green. Gunther of Imperium defends his Intercontinental Championship against Xavier Woods. Now, can Xavier drag Gunther into the backwoods? That's a schoolboy roll-up used in 90% of his matches. That and a whole lot more amazing WWE action to come. So, listeners, Wilmo, Wilmo, welcome to The Wrestling Show, listener. I'm your very fickle host, Flip Hazelwood, and this is our most cynical recap of a week of wrestling, focusing on the WWE Universe. Tonight, we cover the week of April the 17th to April the 21st, where we take a look at the three big ones, Monday Night Raw. NXT and Friday Night Smackdown. And in that very particular order as well, listener. Now, all that's left to do is to say, shabba labba dough, It's time to start a wrestling show. So, if you will please sing that a wonderful song, signore. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. Lip really loves wrestling, He likes to talk about it,
1: too. If you like to watch wrestling like he do, come and join us. Oh, the wrestling show. Oh, the wrestling show. Oh, the wrestling show. Oh, baby. It's time. For the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back at, representing the WWE, and live from the Simmons Bank Arena in Little Rock, Arkansas, it's Monday Night hurrah! air date April the 17th, 2023, this episode is The Road to WrestleManias! Backlash! Uh, let's go. Wellbo, Wellbo, welcome to season
0: uh, six of uh, the Wrestling Show, listener. I'm your most fickle host, Lip Hazleywood, and we're going to take a very cynical look back at the latest episode of Monday Night Raw. As you know, it's the road to uh, WrestleMania. Backlash. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, but before we uh, now, this Monday Night Raw is also considered uh, Monday, WWE on Monday. Because after all, until the draft comes up, there is really no difference between uh, Friday Night uh, Smackdown and Monday Night Raw, other than the fact that they're on two different days. It's true! But before we dive into all the show, a quick shout out to the anon uh, competitors That's right! First and foremost, representing the authority figure, it's Adam Pearce and making himself present for sure today. Next, getting all the pre-match interviews and all the backstage scoops, it is a team of one, and it's a, a Kathy Kelly. And last but not least, um, it's the commentary crew. It's the play-by-play guys, the hosts, and I even call them the narrators of the whole damn show. They are the team of the very reliable Corey Graves. Very fashionable, too, I must say. And backing him up is the very enthusiastic uh, Kevin Patrick. And now, without any further could it's time to start the show. Now, we start off with some uh, big news. Not really big news. You know, who's not at Raw today? Why? Surprise, surprise, surprise. Roman Reigns. You're a Raw champion. And SmackDown champion. But Raw champion, more importantly. (coughs) Not there. That's right. A big stinker. But who is here, though? Now, we have the rest of the bloodline. They had in-ring promo. Now, here's the thing. They were not introduced as a bloodline. The only people that really can call them the bloodline are the people in the bloodline. So, they just, uh, coming to the ring is your special counsel, the wise man himself,
1: Paul Heyman.
0: He didn't quite say it like that. But Paul Heyman, uh, solo score, Jimmy and the Usos. Mm-hmm. And they come in there and they start talking and whatnot. And, uh, we got the judgment day coming out there, Finn Balor out, you know, he's got back out there. he had some, um, he has some stitches and he's telling the story on his shirt. Finn Balor needs to tell a story. You know, um, you missed it. Uh, the other month when Finn Balor had a hangnail, he had it on a shirt. He put it on a shirt. I had a hangnail this time. He had a, he had 10 stitches, baby. So anyways, it was pretty interesting. What happened was interesting during this whole thing. It's uh, the Judgment Day, Finn Balor, Dominic uh, Mysterio, Damien Priest, Rhea Ripley getting in the ring there. Now the whole thing, it's, it's weird in many levels. One is that uh, this was whole thing was set up by the absentee champ himself, a Roman reign set this whole thing up. He was a one-time deal, um, a friendship, you know? A temporary alliance, so to speak Now, the test one's weird Because, uh, also the Usos had no idea about this You're supposed to be kept in Dark Only people kn- knew were Me and Solo Sokoa So, the other thing that's strange in this whole situation Was the, uh, the chemistry Oh, the chemistry is a building between, uh, Solo Sokoa and Horia Ripley And uh, Horia Ripley It's, uh it, There's some, there's some definitely There's some, uh Chemistry happening there It's uh, If they uh, were to stare at each other any harder There would be fire There would be bursts in between them So anyways The whole thing is about uh, These two teams helping each other out you No, know, because after all uh, The Judgment Day have a uh, A bad bunny problem Really A bad bunny problem So yeah And a, a Rey Mysterio problem as well And apparently you know the dusos uh, they've got a problem with the uh, Sami Zayn. The Bloodline's got a problem with Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Matthew Riddle. Matt Riddle. So yeah, the thing's on. Can they all help each other out? <laughs> Will Solo Sokoa and Rhea Ripley finally get knock boots? Get together! I can see this becoming something Flourish, probably. This has potential. Rhea Ripley, Solo Sokoa. Good attention, you can cut with the knife. Anyways, moving on. Now this whole thing was basically a setup to our first match. Now the first whole half hour, practically the first half hour of the show, was about the bloodline. Now the whole thing is so Soloskoa fighting in a match against Rey Mysterio.
1: Boyaka Buyaka
0: oh, and emery Mysterio, I make fun of him a lot about his gear. You know, his his pantaloons and his oversized boots, his really floppity boots and his pantaloons that's been stuffed to make his legs look thicker. He's been wearing the same things ever since. He's wearing the uh, Rey Mysterio's uh, line of, uh, you know, body modification gear. Make him look thicker and uh, his uh, chicken legs. But here's the thing. I got to say something about Rey Mysterio. This guy, he's been working double time. This guy is the hardest working wrestler in the WWE today. He's been doing Raw. He's been doing SmackDown. He's been doing both shows. And this man, he's pushing 70 years old, listener. Rey Mysterio, he's an old man. He's a grandpa. He's got grandchildren. And he's in the ring there twice a week TWICE a week! Wow! So my hat's off to Rey Mysterio So what about this match? Now we all know this match here if you watched that, uh, the first uh, part of the match Not just the first part, but uh, almost the whole match was, uh, I guess, uh, architected Put together by Rey Mysterio himself! Rey Mysterio looked great! Looked like a superhero in this movie Giving Soul Sokoa a hit early on with the, uh, a 619. Booyaka booyaka! Right in the face. They continue fighting on. Rey Mysterio gets his, all his moves in there. He's uh, a massive uh, slingshot, a splash. Shoots himself over the ropes. His boots almost fly off. They're so loose on his feet. Some of the splash. And then he sets up uh, Soul Sokoa for yet another a 619 but this time a no-go a no-go because the usos they find themselves in towards the ring they're charged towards the ring area to distract a Rey Mysterio but however it's no good because uh, the Latino World Order or uh, Legado World Order mm -hmm, they're helping out uh, Rey Mysterio as in uh, not everybody just the guys Zelina Vega I don't know she's a uh, part-time Legado so it's uh, Joaquin Wild, Cruz Del Toro, and uh, Santos Escobar come in the attack and take out the menace of uh, the Usos so they can be clean one-on-one match. So here we go. Rey Mysterio decides to go again, once again with the 619, BLOCKED by Solo Sokoa. But then Rey Mysterio is pretty persistent. He gets the 619 again, hits Solo Sokoa right
1: in the face.
0: Now this is where the end sequence comes in. You would think solo score is getting his ass kicked the whole match by uh the little guy the little sky uh, ray mysterio he must be uh maybe uh 95 pounds you know soaking wet this guy's a light guy he's a a really light guy so anyways maybe not 195 pounds maybe 120 pounds anyways so against the so he goes to the top rope and he goes for his uh now this they call it a splash but realistically what Rey Mysterio is doing up here is called a, a trust fall off the top rope. A trust fall off the top rope. Instead of going backwards, he trust falls forwards. So he basically trust falls forward, splash. A trust fall splash. Very underwhelming. But at least, just like Becky Lynch, he got to the top rope. And that's saying something. So he goes for his trust fall splash, and uh, Soul Sakoa, he moves! He moves! But you think, you know, since Rey Mysterio, he's not falling from the, that far from the sky, you know, come on now, that would be hurt no one, even if he were to hit that move. So, regardless, Soul Sokoa gets up, picks up a Rey Mysterio, and then uh, the Samoan Spikoa follows suit. And that was it. The Latino World Order is like
1: No! We still lost Sacred Blue! Okay,
0: they wouldn't say Sacred Blue, but they still lost. And then, not just lose the match, but after the match, we got ourselves the, uh, the rest of the line, Solus Goa, with the Jimmy and Jay Usos, the Usos join the ring, they all beat up the Latino World Order, that's right, they all get their fair share of the old, uh, beaten up time, Santos Escobar gets the old, uh, the Samoan Spike Goa right to the face, and then Rey Mysterio, before they leave, he gets the old, uh, one and done, that's right. So here we go after the match. We got ourselves a little bit of a... I'm not sure what's going on here. Adam Pierce, You know, he's got a lot to deal with back there. From Sonia Deville. From Chelsea Green. From uh, Sad Corbin. Now, the Alpha Academy. That's right. Otis. Chad Gabler. And now you got uh, Maxine Dupree. Maxine Dupree. And they got something to... They talk about whatever. It doesn't matter. Nonsense. Because, uh, you know, Adam Pierce, he's got other things he's got to do. He's got other things on his mind. Anything other than this. So he leaves. So it doesn't matter. Interesting. But, yeah, they're carrying on with this whole uh, angle with Maxine Dupree and the uh, Alpha Academy. <laughs> okay, speaking of that, we go to our very first match. Actually, our very second match here. And it is our Women's Raw Champion. Bianca Belair In a match Now what kind of match Is this a uh, Title match Not a title match Is this a uh, I don't know A number one contenders match Not a number one contenders match either This is just a regular match And who is Bianca Belair fighting Why It's the other member Of Damage Control mm-hmm. It's uh, When I say other member I mean because uh, Io Sky. She won her match She's going to have a tag She's going to have a Io Sky will have a t- Title match Against Bianca Belair Shortly so, this match is uh, Damage Control's Dakota Kai! Alongside the Dakota Kai is uh, Bele, the very uh, sexy Bele Looking great, of course, and uh, it's uh, Eos guys with their at the side Now I thought, okay, I'm thinking Dakota Kai is going to win this match you know, Somehow, somehow uh, Bele and Eoskai was going to do some sort of cheat and this would bring in uh, a loss where Bianca Belair looking looking spad going into her next match with uh, Eoskai. Perhaps Eoskai can win over her bad luck. You know, this could make things interesting. But no, I would be mistaken on that because uh, Eoskai and Bailey do not interfere in the match. Now here we go, just one move. Uh, Dakota Kai has this move, the most nonsensical move. Uh, she calls it the uh, Scorpion Kick. Now if you've ever seen a real Scorpion Kick... Um, you know, that a handstand is not included with the scorpions kick. Nobody who does a scorpion kick other than Dakota Kai, nobody does a handstand to do it. It's one foot on the ground. The other foot is a, is like a scorpion. It just like, it takes severe flexibility to do a scorpion kick. Now Dakota Kai, I make fun of her a lot because she does basically Dakota Kai does a handstand on front of you. She does a handstand. So she does a handstand in front of Bianca Belair, and Bianca grabs her legs like, I gotcha, girl! I gotcha! You can do this handstand! You can do it! Okay, that didn't happen, but she did grab her leg. Well, Dakota Kai did a handstand in front of Bianca. Now, here's what happens. Now, uh, in this match, it was back and forth. Mm-hmm. Now, Bianca gets uh, Dakota Kai into the kiss of death, Baby! But uh, some she sets her up a little bit because her hair wasn't in the right spots. And once she did, did get that, uh, Dakota Kai grabbed onto the hair. But the kiss of death, I guess, with the hair pull and the kiss of death didn't happen. Did not happen. Now, here we go. What happens in here? Other than that, they have a tug of war for a little bit. Um, Bjorka Beller uh, gets uh, knocked for a loop a little bit. She gets uh, The fight goes to the corner where uh, Dakota Kai goes for the uh, Dakota kick. And she gets nothing but net, baby. <laughs> I mean, she misses completely. Uh, Bianca Baylor rolls out of the way. And then, next thing you know it, Dakota Kai is up near in, in the torture rack. And well, lo and behold, it's the kiss of death over for Dakota Kai. And then just like that. And this one was nine and a half minutes. This was a very really respectable match. Very respectful match. That Sula match was like 13 minutes. It was a barn burner. It was like, uh, you know, uh, um, a knucklebuster of a fight. A knucklebuster. That's right. I'm using knucklebuster now. Knucklebuster meaning uh, um, entertaining. A very, uh, you know, uh, hard hitting match. Hard hitting match. So, yeah. In almost 10 minutes, Bianca Baylor gets a big victory. Now, after that, we go backstage. It is uh, the Judgment Day. All of them. Damien Priest Dominic Mysterio Rhea Ripley And Finn Balor Getting all menacing With their purple light And smoke in the background You know Cutting some promo And then we got uh, Paul Heyman Coming through there And he wants to get like Hey hey, uh, What do you think What do you think Of um, our guys You know uh, Souls Koa And uh, the Usos Taken out (laughs) Rey Mysterio And the uh, Lucha World Order What do you think of that And uh, Finn Balor's like Meh 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 I think he was, uh, watched the Monty Python too much. Finn Balor watching Mike. Knights who say, meh. It's, it's meh, right? Nights who say meh. It is. It's, I think it is. So regardless. And Paul Ham is like, meh, huh? Hmm. Well, I want a shrubbery. <laughs> it's like, regardless. It's like, well, you know what? Uh, we did the job and hope you do a meh job yourself. Against the, uh, our problem. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and, uh, you know matt riddle so here we go next up we go from that into the ring with cody rhodes with cootie Rhodes, with cody rhodes in the ring there and he calls out brock lesnar
1: brock lesnar i want you out here right now
0: and brock lesnar comes out of the ring but no it's not brock lesnar it's adam pierce your official your are uh, you know the main official actually you know um the authority figure it's Adam Pearce. He comes out there and he says, well, you know what, Cody Rhodes? You shouldn't be calling out Brock Lesnar. You're not authorized. You're not, uh, you know, cleared. You're not cleared to be here, you know? You got to leave the ring because, yeah, you're not medically cleared to be here. So then uh, Cody Rhodes is like, well, you're right, Adam Pearce. I'm not cleared to be here. So he leaves the ring. He comes back there with the chair and he's all upset now. And Adam is like uh, he gets all the uh, officials, the yeah, other officials out there, you know, the, uh, the trainees, the WWE trainees out there to help clear the ring of Cody Rhodes. And then Brock Lesnar comes out there and Cody Rhodes had to, I gotta get myself some Brock Lesnar for, uh, whiplash. It's all about, uh, backlashes, backlash. So Cody Rhodes fights off a bunch of, uh, officials and he charges down to Brock Lesnar. Who's waiting, waiting him at the ramp. And then he's stopped by more officials. Mm-hmm. Yep, and Brock Lesnar leaves, and this is the big thing. Um, Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes, a backlash. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Eh, I, I don't really care about this match. I don't care about this match, is it the fact that I... Do other people care about this match? It's probably not gonna be the match of the night, by far not gonna be the match of the night. Um, Brock Lesnar, he's intense, but his move is the suplex, his, uh, you know, the German suplex and punch and kicks. Let's face it, but it could be fun. I doubt it though. So now, you know what? Uh, if Cody Rhodes couldn't have Brock Lesnar this day, why he's going to have the day himself by starting his own battle Royal That's over the top battle. It's so weird. So then Cody Rhodes goes back in the ring there and he starts uh, getting some of these uh, officials, you know, um, And he starts tossing him outside the ring. getting him and tossing him outside the ring. Over the top, through the center. But yeah, he's winning this. Cody Rhodes is winning. And he did. He he threw out all the officials and he won his very own battle royal against the officials. I'm not sure. That's just so ridiculous. But anyways, backlash, Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar. Is it going to be good? Mm. Meh. As they'd say, Finn Balor would say. As uh, the great Finn Balor would say. Meh. Now here we are our next match And surprisingly The match of the night, listener It's crazy Seth freaking Rollins No doubt he's in it But versus The Miz The part time wrestler uh, Full time uh, You know, host But part time wrestler Anyways Miz versus Seth freaking Rollins This match was a barn burner It was a, a knuckle buster This was a crazy match This was uh, about 12 a minutes alone, baby. Now this match did officially start unofficially start a minute earlier, roughly a minute earlier. We have uh the Miz Coming to the ring first, and when Seth Rollins hits the staircase he gets attacked from behind by the Miz. Miz hits him from behind and takes him and rams him headfirst into the steel steps and then smashes him place his uh plays the announcer to commentating table as like bongos like that bongo drum with the uh, Seth Rollins' freaking head It's true And then finally Miz throws in Seth Rollins Into the ring He starts thrashing upon Seth Rollins in the corner The referee had to physically get between the two To physically push off The Miz before the match starts So he gets Seth Rollins like Hey, you okay to go? Seth Rollins like Are you kidding me? This is just a Miz, baby This is just the Miz He didn't say that But he was ready to go So the referee starts it And in no time at all Miss was getting his arse kicked, not by one. He, he, Miss gets thrown out the ring, and uh, Miss gets hit by not by one tope suicida, a beautiful between a second and between a second and third rope, beautiful tope suicida. Not one, not two, but three tope suicidas. Now this match was matched of the night, like I said. This match, uh, although maybe they might have fought outside a little bit too long, but it's alright. They did not get disqualified. Um, and then it uh but but uh, outside that uh, before. Commercial break, apparently. It's uh Seth Rollins going on chiming on top of the uh, um the timekeepers area um barricade and getting pushed off into it. Maybe uh, Seth Rollins might have bashed his head against the uh, the ring, the bell, the chime, the um you know the timekeeper's bell. Maybe it might, maybe it might not have. But anyways, this match carries on. Match carries on. The Miz. He takes full advantage of a very quick situation where uh, Seth Rollins' leg is uh, being draped onto the ropes and Miz follows up with a knee to the back of Seth Rollins' knee. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, could this be uh, the start of the, the typical Cody Rhodes
1: knee trope? You know, where it's like, oh, now i got to fight the adversity of a hurt knee oh, to beat you. Oh, i got to beat myself.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, regardless, that didn't happen. The match was good. It was a good, good match um, They had a, a wear down where The Miz tries to get Seth Rollins with the, uh, the figure 4 And they're saying this move was handed down to him by the great Ric Flair Now they're saying Ric Flair again before they didn't mention it at all But now Ric Flair's name is being thrown around So after that, my um, Seth Rollins breaks out of that hole And he turns around and he tries to finish off the match, the final sequence of the match Seth Rollins hits the Miz with a, a forearm to the face! A wapo! Then gets uh, the Miz in the, uh, a full Nelson type thing. Then spins him around, gets out there, and uh, hits uh, the Miz in the back of the head with a forearm. That's right. Now, here's the thing this is where uh, Seth Rollins tries to go for the first set of curb stomps. But he misses the curb stomp. Miz avoids that by and then gives the Miz a series of DDTs. One worse than the other. So two DDTs. One worse than the other. The second one just planting Seth Rollins on his head. On his very head. And then they go up to the top. The Miz tries to set Seth Rollins up with a big finale. The big skull crushing finale on the top rope. Doesn't happen. Does not happen. Seth Rollins gets the Miz and a suplexes him right off the top rope. Wham-ho! A big bump by the Miz. Miz, yeah. This was a very good match. I was shocked. Very good. After that, the big suplex follows it up with a big old Falcon's arrow. The Miz flies through the air like Superman when he hits that. Uh, takes that Falcon arrow. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. And then after the Falcon's arrow, it is the curb stomp from hell. That's right. It finishes off. Seth Rollins finishes the match off with the big Curb Stomp on the Miz. And like I say, this was about uh, 12 minutes. A real barn burner. A knuckle, a buster, a duster, whatever you may call it. It was a good match. Match of the night, hands down, great match. After that, we go backstage and it's with uh, the team of Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle getting ready for their match against uh, that's right, The Judgment Day. Judgment Day. And uh well, it's the whole things like Sami Zayn trying to get the team together, and he's got the. Why well, Matt rail has got some ideas. He's got some ideas. He's got to share for the team. Why well, Kevin Owens like I don't know, about one here, but I want to hear about this one here. Uh, he's kind of got to be. Anyways, Sami says, "Listen, he's got some ideas, and his idea was like, you know what? I got an idea to to counter the solo Spike oa and that is uh, I'm gonna tape up my Big Toa, and I'll use that Toa as a Spike oa the Spike Toa, They call it uh, what's that the uh, the, the Tobro that's right not the Spike Toa so now yeah basically Kevin Owens is like really and uh, Matt Riddle is like no that was just a joke but what really is true is I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of gum he didn't say that but he's, here, he's there for kick ass he's there for some revenge when it comes down to it Riddle come looking forward to this big match main event match Next up, we got a big Austin Theory. Austin Theory showing up as usual. Austin Theory, I believe Austin Theory is one of the greatest to lace on a pair of boots. Very young. Mike Skill's next level. His cardio is next level. He's got a great physique. He is the current um, United States champion. And I think because of Roman Reigns is an absentee champion, um, I believe, truly believe Austin Theory is the face of Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Damn true Anyways This match is Austin Theory Versus Bobby Lashley In a rematch Bobby Lashley is A former United States champion And you know what Without any guidance And I gotta say this Without any guidance Of of an MVP In Bobby Lashley's corner Bobby Lashley Is just Swimming In mediocrity Swimming In the uh, Mid cards I mean Even though this is A title match You know Um, at least I believe it is. You know, he's just swimming mid cards without proper help. Now I I can honestly see, uh, the hurt business never happening again, but I don't know why the hurt business broke up in the first place. I, okay. I, okay. This is what I think. I think the hurt business broke up because Bobby Lashley's ego. That's right. Bobby Lashley's ego, ego broke up the hurt business. But if the hurt business kept going, they would have been something. But if they break, if they even if they started up again, which they would never, no one would take them serious. It's like Elias, you know, when he gave up on his gimmick and he's back with Elias. You know what? He gave up on your gimmick. It's uh, no one cares anymore. So yeah, how about this match here? This match was uh, about uh, 12 minutes. It was a barn burner. This was a barn burner of a match. A lot of back and forth in the match. It was good. Now, this is what shows a lot now. Bobby Lashley has his patent move, but one of patent Bobby Lashley's patent move is when they take the fight outside, Bobby Lashley gets you into the, the uh fireman's carry and runs you head first into the ring post. Now regularly usually uh if you use a foreign object, you will be disqualification. But the WWE never disqualifies you if you were to run someone's head into inhabited objects. You know, because it's one thing's for sure, it doesn't matter. You might as mean Bobby Lashley running Austin Theory's head into the ring post would probably be the equivalent of uh, Bobby Lashley running, uh, you know, Seth uh, Austin Theory's head into a pillow. So that's why there's no disqualification there. It, it doesn't hurt much. So I say that because it's ridiculous. So they fight on and on. They fight on. Uh, Bobby Lashley does try to get the uh, hurt lock on Theory, but Austin Theory, <laughs> his counter, he bites the hand of uh, Bobby Lashley, breaks out of that one there. He was pretty good. Now to end the sequence off here, uh, Bobby Lashley goes for the big ending, that's right, you know, you, Big E's not around, so someone's got to use that move, so Bobby Lashley, the big ending on Austin Theory, doesn't work, Austin Theory kicks out, now here's the thing, the end sequence here, this match could have been a great match, but this is not really about uh, Bobby Lashley or Austin Theory, it's about another thing, now Bobby Lashley gets on the Hurt Lock, Austin Theory. Backs Bobby Lashley into the corner, and then this is what happens. This is where the match ends because uh, um, it is uh, Bronson Reed comes in, splashing t- the hell out of both of them. We get a corner splash. Bronson Reed smashes them both. The referee calls it right there. It's over. Disqualification. After that, Bobby Lashley eventually gets uh, his ass, his arse kicked by Bronson Reed. They take the fight outside. Bronson Reed splashes him in a corner post. Like I say, the corner post is like getting hit with a pillow. It doesn't really matter much. So Bronson Reed gets, uh, you know, uh, Bobby Lashley in the corner and then squashes him into the corner. pang, Doesn't mean anything. Gets uh, Bobby Lashley back in the ring there. And then Bobby Lashley somehow, like I say, getting hit, getting yourself thrown into the post or smashing yourself in the post means nothing anymore. You know, because, uh, they fight inside the ring. Bobby Lashley ends up almost getting, uh, Bronson Reed into the, uh, hurt lock. That's right. Until Austin Theory comes in the ring with a massive missile drop kick to the head of a Bobby Lashley. And that's where, uh, Bronson Reed takes over. Knocks down some Bobby Lashley, goes to the top rope, and then with a the massive, a tsunami. Probably. The second greatest, second most devastating splash in all of wrestling. The first most devastating splash in all of wrestling must go to, give it to, from the Viking Raiders, Ivar. True. Now here we go. In the ring, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I was in awe. I was stunned. It is uh, Hall of Famer Trish Stratus with an explanation to what she did to uh, Becky Lynch the other week by attacking her in a ring after her big loss to uh, damage uh, not to uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I'm thinking, oh, is this, I gotta apologize first. I usually call uh, Trish Stratus uh, Trash Stratus. Trash. Shame on me, I gotta say. Shame on me. She gave a wonderful speech, a wonderful, wonderful speech. She talked about, uh, the history of the women's division, how before she got there, the women's division was absolute trash. It's garbage, pretty garbage now, but back then it was trash, absolute trash. And she, uh, brought credibility to the women's division. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, And I think she's absolutely right. Um, so. She brought it from the trash. And she's she's obviously a trailblazer. True enough, she is definitely a trailblazer. She's getting a lot of heat for what she's saying. And why did she attack Becky Lynch? Why the fact is this? Yeah, maybe it's a little bit ego. I'd say it's a little bit ego. But uh, Trish Stratus made this division. While uh, uh, Becky Lynch is trying to revise history. Saying that the, the four horsewomen are the, actually the people who made the women's division made it what they are today, but it is without, but of course, without the the hard work of uh, Trish Stratus, it wouldn't be there. And what does she get? Not one thanks. Um, Not at all. Not a thank, not not for anything, you know, for uh, uh, um, any appreciation. You know, uh, but yeah, I think yeah, Trish Stratus uh, is back to, not just to prove that she's a flash in the pan, you know, but she's in fact the greatest of all time. So yeah, Trish Stratus, five-star promo, kicked ass with that speech. She looks amazing. She's well put together. Um, her her mic skills next level. Um, her wrestling abilities, I don't know, I don't know. Um, but can she do anything? Can she move mountains in the WWE again? Can she do something in here? Can she claim the championship gold? So it's in Raw. I'm not sure what's going to happen. There's going to be a draft coming up. Things going to change. Will, uh, you know, uh, Trish Stratus go for uh, Bianca Belair? I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, moving on. We go backstage with, uh, you know, uh, Kathy Kelly with Cody Rhodes. Woo-hoo. Yes, that's right. Kathy Kelly and Cody Rhodes and, uh, and Brock Lesnar. And this is whole thing is about... Uh, Brock Lesnar at backlash backlash and the whole thing is uh you know Cody Rhodes just can't allow Brock Lesnar to win Mm -hmm. so yeah Cody Rhodes is gonna get smashed by Brock Lesnar I think so and uh you see another star turn to dust just before your eyes right before your eyes (laughs) that's right okay next up we got ourselves a big tag team match, and I think it's for number one contendership. And it's uh, it's sad. It's a sad case here. Um, the this was like a, a sad match in always. Always possible. This was a very short match, shorter than a commercial break. This tag team match was in the women's division. Uh, the team is just uh, recently slapped together. They had a couple of matches. It's uh, Candice LeRae and Michin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And these are I'm not sure what's going on with these two, but apparently they've got no uh, love from the Higher ups, yeah. and of course the team. I'm calling them the entitled, but I believe they're going to be called the complaint department because that's what uh, Kevin Patrick had called them, the complaint department. I suppose it was complaint D E P T, just like a damage control C T R L. So lame and predictable. Anyways, who is the complaint department? If you haven't already noticed, it is the team of Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville. That's right, the I guess the resident Karens The, dear uh, entitled Uh, you know Women of the WWE, anyways How entitled? why well, they got this match here against this team Who's gonna win, and we all know what's gonna happen I know what's gonna happen It's this Candice LeRae and Chin, they, just, they just get no, they get no love They get no love at all You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Mie Chin, she might as well just be uh, teamed up with uh, Tegan Knox. We're crying out loud We're crying out loud Now in this match here We got ourselves the, the women's tag team champions the very beautiful Liv Morgan with the, uh, um, the Amazon, uh, Raquel Rodriguez sitting ringside. Of course, they don't give them mics, No, know, like, say, ah, well, do they have anything to say? Uh, let's not risk it. Let's not risk it for the biscuit. And they're sitting out there and lo and behold, we caught ourselves someone else, not at ringside, but front row seat, a little bit of a little bit of a, a Nikki cross with their infatuation a little bit of infatuation with uh you know Candice LeRae this is becoming like uh almost apropos of uh I don't know uh, Dexter Loomis and his infatuation with the Miz mhm anyways anyway, that whole thing's been going on for a while it's just uh, reoccurring again so what happens in this match now what gets me Mia Chin Mi Chin Stole I guess she uses a move It's called uh, Originally This move is The uh, cold red You know The uh, it's, a, it's a You know a uh, Sunset flip power bomb. The cold red uh, Now uh, What's that uh, Roxanne Perez uses it And she calls it Pop rocks Now since Michin is using it she And she loves the color blue She just loves the color blue She'll always use blue she Blue blues her scheme For some reason She loves blue So she calls it She's calling it The cold blue I'm like saying Boo on you Boo on you Michin. And thank goodness for how you lost. So she gets the cold blue there, and uh, she goes for a pin. You know, and then we got ourselves um, a little Sonia Deville. Actually, it's uh, Chelsea. Chelsea Green comes in there to break the pin because uh, Michin gets the cold blue on uh, Sonia Deville. Michin goes to break the pin there, and then this is where it gets weird. Um, Cancelary comes in there to help out somewhat. Um, Chelsea Green slides outside the ring there and then pulls the leg of, uh, you know, Candice LeRae. And she falls hard, I guess. and So she's out for the rest of the match. Now, in the match here, we got a little bit of a... um, of course, Michin and uh, Sony Deville scuffle some more. Uh, Sonia Deville goes for a a roll up. It tries to roll up some Michin by putting her in. She puts her legs on the ropes here to get a pin there. The referee's like, "No, not gonna count that. Not gonna count that." So this is all just stretching out the ending, the tough ending. So the ref doesn't count that. Uh, they stand up. Chelsea Green gets a blind tag on, uh, um, you know, Sonia Deville unbeknownst to Michin, Michin tries to go for her finishing move, uh, eat the feet. She goes for that and lo and behold you, behind Michin was Chelsea Green. Uh, She grabs and pulls, turns around uh, Michin. Sonya Deville, she could have done a cheap move. Maybe she could have kicked or punched or done something to Michin to help help out Chelsea Green. But no, Sonya Deville just left the ring. She could have done something But she didn't She just left Left it bon- It's just It could have been better But anyways We move on to What happened at the end Was uh After Mi was turned around By Chelsea Green She's turned into The worst looking Unprettier I've ever seen Is it She gets around in the unprettier She jumps up And it is Ugly You know Done prettier Is a terrible move In the first place Done well It's pretty ugly You know By Christian Used to do that one But You know what After seeing Grayson Waller taking the unprettier and turning into a full front bump. Ho ho, ho! 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 Next level. Makes this regular uh, unprettier look really stupid. Look pretty stupid. Regardless, we got ourselves our winner. It's the entitled. or the complete department. Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville win, and uh, I guess they're looking forward to a big match. Next, uh, this coming Friday, on Friday, they're going to fight again, and they're going to fight. Um, you know, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez for the championship gold, where they're going to lose. I, I think um, Raquel and uh, Liv, they got a title run coming up. I also believe uh, this team of uh, Chelsea Green and Tony Deville, they pick a name, like the uh, entitled, they could possibly be entitled, you know. So, anyways, we go backstage. It is sad. Backseat. This is all about the draft Are you going to be drafted With your tag team partner or not? So Montez Ford Angelo Dawkins Rick Pooks Elias talk about the draft And then you got herself Sad Corbin <laughs> Coming in there yeah, Maybe he might be drafted uh, Separately <laughs> He didn't cry But he should be And then Tazawa comes up there And he's saying the, He talks to down to uh, Elias Elias thinking Yeah you know what uh, I'm sure I'm going to be Number one draft And
1: Tozawa's like Ha ha You idiot You'll be last draft and who who last draft laughs last (laughs) I don't know what that
0: means anyways then we got ourselves sad Corbin comes in and he's like yeah good one Tozawa high five and Tower says you you suck no one like you so yeah that was hilarious sad Corbin being dissed by Tozawa Tozawa now I think would they have a match together nope not even so now we go there with the bloodline, Solo Sokoa Jimmy and Jay Uso back there, and they uh they're saying, now it's on over at Backdraft. We're gonna have a, a tag not a, a tag team match. A six a six man tag, a three on three. The Usos and Solo Sokoa versus uh, the tag team champions of Matt of uh um, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and DeBroski himself. DeBro, Matt Riddle. So that's gonna happen. At, uh, that's gonna happen on uh, in a couple weeks over at a uh, backlash. But now, here we go um, to our next match, and we got ourselves our it's our main event match, and it's the Judgment Day. Um, Finn Balor, Damien Priest, and Dominic Mysterio, and of course at the weather side is uh, the women's SmackDown champion Rhea Ripley. In this match And uh, Versus The team of Matt Riddle Kevin Owens And Sami Zayn Now here's what I gotta say Um, I always said That when it comes to uh, Not caring about Tag team rules Or not giving a damn It is judgment day They Very rarely Use the tag ropes Very rarely And the refs don't care It's ridiculous And this match is no Different This match is a prime example Of how bad Judgment day know The rules They don't know the rules It's sickening It's a sickening. I I threw up in my mouth. I didn't throw up in my mouth, but this was bad. So, a six-man tag. Now, this was a lot of fun. This was not the match of the night, by far. This was a lot of fun. This was a fiasco at best. A fiasco at best. Now, right off the bat, we got ourselves a quick tag. uh, You know, Dominic tagging in. And clearly, not using a tag rope. But this gets even worse in this match. I really dwell on these uh, non tag moments. You know... We got a moment where uh, Kevin Owens is in the ring there. And, uh, well, Damon Priest straight up high fives Finn Balor. Because Finn Balor is nowhere near the tag rope. It is a farce. It is a farce. Now, early on in the match, we have also Kevin Owens is out there. He gets knocked, kicked out of the ring by Finn Balor. Finn Balor grabs the referee and like,
1: Referee, over here. I've got to, something I've got to say. We're about to cheat, so you don't want to say this.
0: I don't know why he turned Australian, but he did. So, speaking of Australian, we got ourselves an Australian instant. Aria Ripley rips the head off of uh, Kevin Owens with a massive uh, clothesline. Mm-hmm. She's getting involved with the match early on, but she doesn't really do much later on. But regardless, she does, actually. Okay. Like I say in this match here, uh, just the, the, the tags, the, the high fives that uh, Judgment Day are giving to each other, but the referee are calling them as tags is ridiculous. It is nonsensical. It's ridiculous. So many, so many times it's happens. And here we go. This, this moment here, we got our ending segment near the end. We got, uh, um, a big thing here where, uh, Sami Zayn backdrops, uh, Dominic Mysterio. And then, uh, dumping into the ring. It's, uh, Finn Balor runs to ring to save the day. And he gets, he, he basically gets, uh, he throws himself outside the ring and Damian Priest runs into the ring too. And he, he jumps over the top rope as well. Um, Sami Zayn, he goes for a, a move on the top rope. It doesn't happen. Ends up, uh, giving, uh, Dominic Mysterio, they start fighting and Dominic Mysterio in him and Dominic, he gives Dominic Mysterio the world's worst, uh, sunset flip power bomb. It just looks so sloppy. I couldn't believe it. So here's the thing. Um, it goes for a pin, doesn't get a pin. Uh, Sami Zayn then goes for the other side of the ropes, you know, goes the other side of the ring goes, climbs the ropes again. Uh, Finn Balor slides into the ring. Gets the ref's attention and then uh, Rhea Ripley gets on a the rope there again and pushes Sami Zayn by the buttocks. Sami Zayn crotches himself on the top rope. That's right, what's going to happen? Why? After that, we got uh, Dominic Mysterio with his five star frog splash, baby, the third best in the WWE. Um, he goes off the top rope and he hits Sami Zayn with that frog splash, but it doesn't work because Kevin Owens breaks up. Now, this is getting a big finish. Kevin Owens breaks that pin up. Kevin Owens then gets intercepted with a missile dropkick by mm -hmm, Finn Balor. Finn Balor then gets intercepted with a a big flying knee, the flash knee by uh, Matt Riddle. And Matt Riddle gets hit, that's right, with the the elevated flatliner by Damien Priest. And then Damien Priest gets uh, a clothesline over the top rope by Sami Zayn. So now it's one-on-one. Um, well, Sami Zayn then tries to go for a, uh, a topo suicide on everybody outside there. But tope, uh, Sami Zayn hits the ropes there. And then Rhea Ripley hits that leg. He just uh, grabs that leg. So he stalls Sami Zayn. referee sees that thing, No, no, no. referee then ejects Rhea Ripley at the ring.
1: You're out of here, lady. You're gone.
0: Ripley's like, why? No, that's not right. I didn't do anything. So he's about to kick Rhea Ripley out there. And then the ring. Go one-on-one. Sami Zayn versus uh Dominic Mysterio. Sami Zayn tags out. He gets uh gives uh Kevin Owens a hot tag in. Kevin Owens tries to finish it off with a massive uh Swanton, getting hit, hitting nothing but knees of Dominic Mysterio. Oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? Dominic Mysterio just
1: gets a tag, tags in
0: Finn Balor ugh, and rolls out of the ring. Finn Balor tries to finish it off. He gets uh Kevin Owens with a massive uh, missile drop kick into the corner tries to finish him off with a Kudik Ra but Kevin Owens rolls out of the way to safety then he hits uh, Finn Balor with the uh, what's that the uh, the cutter you know the stunner he stuns Finn Balor and then he tags in uh, his partner Sami Zayn Sami Zayn setting up for the Huluva kick and then Damian Priest comes to the ring there just to get stunned himself the Priest gets stunned. Woohoo! After that, oh, Finn Balor gets a, one hell of a kick to the face. With Sami Zayn, one huluba kick to Finn Balor, please. Finn Balor drops like a pot- sack of potatoes. And then, the last tag. Sami Zayn tags in the bro. Matt Riddle, and Matt Riddle with the floating bro hits Finn Balor. One, two, three later, three seconds later, 12 and a half minutes. This was a lot of fun. This was a. Uh, A real barn burner. Now, this whole day ends up with the whole big uh, fiasco. We got ourselves everybody coming into the ring there. We got ourselves uh, the Bloodline coming in rushing the ring. We got uh, ourselves uh, um, everybody. Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio fighting, Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. And then we got ourselves uh, Solo Sukhova. Jey Uso, Jimmy Uso joined in the fight. And then we got ourselves... Um, Latino World Order You know, Rey Mysterio um, Santos Escobar Joaquin Wild And Cruz del Toro And they all battle it out Battle till the, they go off air mm-hmm, That's true, the big finish Now, what's that uh, The big thing before we f- went off the air Before the big thing We got uh, Kevin Owens actually giving It's a big old, uh, a choke chokeslam To uh, Damien Priest Smashing him Onto the commentating table. Actually destroying one of the monitors. It's true. But anyways, it ended big. It ended big with the big old fight at the end. It was a lot of fun. It was lots of fun. But anyways, that does wrap it up uh, for this episode of uh, For this week. But stay tuned for our coverage for the NXT. Right after this short break.
1: The wrestling show, oh, oh, baby. It's time for the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back at, representing the WWE and live from the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. It's the NXT. Air date April the 18th, 2023. This episode is the road to spring Breakin'. Let's go. <clears throat> Wellbo. Wellbo, welcome back to
0: All a Wrestling Show. I'm your most fickle host, Lip Hazelywood, and this is our very cynical look back at the latest tapings of the NXT. But, before we dive into the show, uh, a quick shout-out to the non-competitors. First, he is the man that makes all the decisions. Representing the man, it's 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 Sean Michaels. And brought to you with his own theme music. It's almost an identical theme. Next, getting all the pre-match interviews and backstage scoops... It's Mackenzie Mitchell, and last but certainly not least, it's the commentary crew, the play-by-play guys, the hosts, and I even call them the narrators of the whole damn show. They are the team of two-time Hall of Famer, and a man with champagne wishes and caviar dreams. It's a Booker T, and with him is the voice of reason as usual, and a tippity-top commentator. It's a Vic Joseph. Now, without any further kadoos, it's time to start the show. Time to start the show. And now NXT. It started big. It started a big, but big doesn't necessarily mean a good. Now, this one here is a a championship match. A championship match. Now, what can go wrong with a championship match? Well, a lot of things can. Well, Let me just start off by saying the championship match is for the Tag Team Championship Gold, baby! Now, in this match is a triple threat, a six-man tag. Um, Defending their gold is the team of Gallus, making consisting of uh, Marcus Coffee and Wolfgang. And with their side, it's uh, Joe Coffee. Next, we got ourselves the team of the Dyads. The dyads are the part of Schism. In dyads, it is Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler, two of the greats in tag team wrestling. With them, of course, is with Schism, it's Joe Gacy and Ava Rain. Fighting them is the last team, the team of Diamond Mine, or what's left of Diamond Mine. It is uh, Brutus Creed, Julius Creed, with their. Uh, with them aside, there's diamond Man, Final diamond member Diamond mine member, it's uh, Ivy Nile So now what happens In this match, apparently they couldn't wait To get started, they couldn't wait This match Was a fiasco Listener, a fiasco Even before it happened, it was a fiasco They're all, they all want, they're all Chomping at the bit This was, uh this was a wrestling stunt show. Now, here's the thing with this match. Now, with NXT, when it, they did start wrestling, like a wrestling regular match, the tag team was pretty good. The tagging was pretty good when they did tag. They all held the ropes. It was pretty clean. But you know what? It was, in the end, and all in all, it was a fiasco. It was a fiasco. I could say that again and again, because it was. From uh, a Jagger Reed uh, falling on uh, a Marcus Coffee. You know? And the referee is, turns his back on the whole thing. Like, Oh, what's going on? Oh, what? There's a pin going on here. I'm not catching that thing. Oh, better turn around and start counting. It's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. We also had a part where, uh, we had, uh, the Brutus Creed with that, his maneuver, the Donkey Kong punch, it's the monkey punch, the gorilla punch. I'm not sure. It's just ridiculous. Um, where this one here is the most where he has uh, a Wolf king on his back and then he dumps, uh, a rip, uh, Jagger, a rip Fowler. Rip dumps him on top of, uh, you know, Wolfgang and he proceeds to do the, uh, the gorilla punch on, uh, Jager or Jagger Reed. It was, uh, or should I say, Rip Fowler, not Jagger. Rip Fowler. Yep, I gotta get the two properly named and uh, identified properly. Anyways, this match. We had, uh, the dyads trying to put away, you know. Uh, it was uh, Julian Creed, Julius Creed with a massive uh, double maneuver. I'm not sure what it is. It's like a uh, um, a double suplex, but lower. It's like a low suplex. It was weird. Double low suplex. I'm not sure what it was supposed to do, but it was double move. But here's the thing. When Julius Creed decided like, oh, I'm going to get my things together and get... Well, anyway, he started to build some momentum. And this is where the, uh, I guess... Uh, schism decided to take over. I don't know. It's Ava rain decides to jump on the apron. There's like, Hey, I'm distracting you now. I'm a distracting you. And eventually we got ourselves, uh, Ivy Nile saying, Oh, what you doing? what you doing? And she starts, uh, getting in the face of, uh, well, at least she's starting to get in the face of Avarain, where while this is all happening, commotion is happening on the top ropes Words Jagger Reed and, uh, I believe a uh, Brutus Creed fighting on top rope there. Jaggeri gets knocked off the top rope and uh, falling on the ground there. And then slapping, uh, uh now's leg. And she goes down in a heap, oh, 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 my leg, oh, 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 oh. Uh, it was, it was a terrible spot. However, the finish off the match in the ring, in that very ring, we got ourselves a Julius Creed getting, uh, I believe, uh, a Rip fuller on his shoulders. And then now this is what usually be, this, this move is usually a really lame move, a nonsense move. It's, uh, the Brutus ball, the Brutus ball, but from a nonsense move to the most dangerous move out there. Now, when Brutus Creed goes for the Brutus ball, he it's basically, you're pushing someone off. You just, it's just basically you're pushing now it's, uh, pushing someone into the electric chair drop. So uh, Julius Creed, he, he can just do the electric, the electric chair drop on his own and the Brutus ball means really nothing. But this time, uh, Brutus Creed goes with the Brutus ball and he hits uh, um, Rip Fowler. and when they go down, Rip Fowler gets landed right on! That's right, uh, Brutus Creed lands directly on top of Rip Fuller. Mm-hmm. So that could have easily broken ribs. Broken some ribs! it's a nonsense move it's a dangerous move and who knows if they're going to keep it probably but it is uh right now it's a very dangerous move it's a dangerous move so while this happens here julius creed decides to go outside the ring to check on ivy nile are you okay oh that nasty Yaggery knocked himself into you and i saw it are you okay and in the ring it's so nonsense now that uh rip Fowler is uh just been crushed by brutus creed inside the ring it is uh the gallus boys take over now in this whole match it's basically when you tag in the rules or you can tag in you get like five seconds you know for a double team in the match you know legally but referee just didn't even bother counting you're going to take 10 seconds 20 seconds it doesn't matter it doesn't matter so it was weird so anyways the the uh gallus boys uh, marcus and Wolfgang, team up, and they head it. Marcus, this time, runs up with a flying knee to the head of, uh, you know, Brutus Creed, I believe. And then, uh, just like that, a flapjack later, and one, two, three, it's over. Mm -hmm. Wolfgang with the pin. And moving on, I suppose, to what, who knows, who... No, that match was nonsense. They are the champions and they carry with the belts. Mm -hmm. Until what? Until, uh, I don't know, uh, the people who deserve the belts, the uh, pretty deli, two tasty snacks, get their belts back. Mm -hmm. That's the inevitability of the uh, NXT championships right now. The tag team champions. Anyways, right now we go outside. We get a very angry Jack coming into the ring there, and he's like, he like, "Get some questions answered." And DiJack, "I will teach you!" And he slaps the, uh, you know, cameraman
1: to the ground. And uh, Apollo Crews like he's appalled. Whoa, how dare you! This man, this good man, he's doing his job. Good man, good sir, this good man is doing his job. I'm Apollo Cruz.
0: That's my Apollo Cruz impersonation. It's true, dead on, spot on. Anyways, uh, this whole thing's a build up to things and uh, Jack like, that's right. I'll meet you in a ring. Now DiJack is matched coming up against, uh, Ilya Dragunov coming up, I believe in spring breaking. That's right. So, uh, yeah, so this is going to be good. Now it's going to say a lot. So Ilya Dragunov going to fight, uh, um, Dijak later on in, uh, spring breaking, but later today will be DiJack versus Apollo Crews. It's going to say a lot to former main roster competitors, although they were mid-carders at best. But nevertheless, though, they had some, they had seen the light and they've come back down the NXT. What's going to happen with that? We'll find out later. But right now we go to another thing. It's Nathan Fraser with a, uh, a triple H it's called triple H with Nathan Fraser. That's right. Triple H with Nathan Fraser uh anyways not what it means there are two h words uh ridiculous but it's a triple h he talks about his uh his uh, his road in the nxt don't worry be happy do, 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 it's Nathan Fraser. Don't worry, be happy now. you Nathan Fraser. Okay, he didn't say that. Nothing that happened, but nevertheless, though, so. it's the new Nathan Fraser, and he's a new, more professional. Maybe, will he, will he win again? Who knows? We move on to our next match. It is. Uh, it was, I was waiting a long time for this moment, I suppose. I've been waiting for this moment. That's right. Noem Dar, the Heritage Cup Champion in the NXT, making his debut match versus, however, Miles Bourne. Miles Bourne is his opponent. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Miles Bourne. Now, Miles Bourne is a slightly slightly, bigger opponent to, uh, you know, the great Supernova, the Supernova 11. Noam Dar. Now, Noam Dar, I think he's one of the greatest competitors out there. He's a great talent. But this match, however, didn't showcase anything. Didn't showcase a thing. What did it prove? That, yeah, Noam Dar is in the NXT and he won. He beat them. He beat some schmuck. He beat some schmo. That's right. And that uh, this match was uh, under three minutes. Under uh, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, in this match here, yes, that's right. Uh, Noam Dar. Did get uh, didn't crush the match, you know. Miles born did throw away, throw around Noam Dar for a bit. He gave him a nice overhead throw, nice overhead throw to Noam Dar. He got hit good, but uh, following in on his advantage, he couldn't, he could not. He went in when Noam Dar. Noam got some distance on him, got got some separation on uh, Miles, and Miles came in for a shoot, I suppose. He came in for a shoot on uh, Noam Dar. Norm um, hit him with a knee. Oh, pow, pow. Right in the face. Right in the face. Miles hit, eats the feet. Eats the knee, I should say. And then after that, the uh, spinning back elbow knocks the lights out of uh, Miles Bourne to set him up for the, you guessed it, the Nova Roller. The Nova Roller. The uh, type of Inzigiri. Uh, A big kick to the head of Miles Bourne. That puts it away, like I say, in under three minutes. Norm Dar with a big victory. And proving what? This wasn't even a uh, Heritage Cup match. You know? Next up. We got ourselves a pre-match interview, I suppose. Not a really interview. It's just, uh, you know, Roxanne Perez. And she's uh, got some words for Zoe Stark. You know what? Uh... And she's looking forward to beat Zoe Sark later on today. After that, we go to is very another one thing. Now, NXT is known for one really thing. At least I know NXT is known for something. Their vignettes. Now, a lot of times they have these uh, little storylines being told and they're shot in two different days, but edited together. This one, no different. It's uh, with Canada uh, James' office. It's Canada James and uh, Josh Briggs goes to Keanu James' office. And you know... For sure. They were not doing this the same day. Josh Briggs
1: crying <laughs> Where's Brooks Jensen? <laughs> we're not a tag team. <laughs> we're not we're brothers. <laughs> Where's Brooks? <laughs> he was crying.
0: He didn't a uh, weep like that. Like he didn't was who was he wasn't blubbering, but he was crying tears, crocodile tears. And Kian James like, You want to talk to Brooks? Why? You can talk to him yourself.
1: Brooks like we ain't brothers. We ain't brother, brother. Take that, brother. We ain't brothers, brother.
0: Well, he didn't sound like that at all. But basically, he's uh, he turned his back. The new look, as I suspected. The new look, Brooks Jensen. Now I suspect there's going to be a match coming up. What will the in-ring gear, of Brooks Jensen, be? Will he ditch those floppity cowboy boots? What's his new look? More corporate, I suppose. I'm thinking a squirt next up, we go into something even more devastating. Odyssey Jones, my name's Odyssey Jones with a great taste of Odyssey cones. That's right. Odyssey has cones now, but now this is supposed to be a match. Odyssey Jones getting ready for a match and you're thinking like, wow, I wonder who Odyssey Jones is going to lose to today. And lo and behold, the match never happened because Odyssey Jones was taken out by a Braun Breaker spear. Oh, he just crushes Odyssey Jones. And that's it for Odyssey Jones. Like, that's it, man. Odyssey, wow. At least. Uh, I don't know. There's no at least with Odyssey here. No. Um, he could have at had least had a match, but he didn't have that. I mean, he could have at least lost to in a real match. But, uh, but it's, all about, it's all about this. Braun Breaker's new. Uh, heel turn and he's turned heel to do, he's fighting, uh, he's got a, he's got a problem against ch- Chase U, Andre Chase Chase U, this, uh, this faction Andre Chase made up like this university, this made up made of university. And, uh, I guess, uh, just like Schism thought, Hey, you're not a
1: real university we're going to call you out. You're not a real university. If we beat you, we're going to take over the university. We're gonna be the new Wardens of the universe it's so ridiculous
0: So yeah Braun Breaker Does not like Andre Chase And uh I can't believe it But you know what In this world Of the NXT Braun Breaker's bringing some heat And attacking Oxy Jones And bringing it every week You know Braun Breaker's doing the right thing I think He's totally doing the right thing Um You know He's uh, He's totally controlling his narrative Braun Breaker is Now here's the thing Andre Andre Chase wasn't there, but inside the Chase U was,
1: that's right, Duke Hudson. Saying, take Andre Chase's name out of your damn mouth. Uh, out of your damn mouth. And
0: he starts talking a big game and, why exactly are you attacking? Why are you attacking Chase U? You know, are you, uh is it because uh, you lost the title? Are you sad? You know, you don't like anyone or anything anymore? You know, so here's the thing. Um, you no, know, Braun Breaker, he's saying that uh, Chase U is a bunch of clowns. So, yeah, that's why uh, Chase U uh, or Duke Hudson broke in. But here's the thing at Spring Breakin', that's right, nothing to do with Braun Breaker. <laughs> spring Breakin', it's a challenge. So, Duke Hudson challenges Braun Breaker to a match, a match against. Andre Chase, Andre Chase is not there to defend himself or to challenge anybody. So that's right. Do cuts and challenges. Um, Braun Breaker on behast, uh, behalf of uh, Andre Chase for a reason. And uh, of course, Braun Breaker agrees. I will do it. I will break you apart. I'll break you like a soul with my knee. He didn't say that. But yeah, that w- that happened. That happened. But it was good, it was a good little thing, you know, uh, Duke Hudson. What's going on with Duke Hudson and uh is I think this. There's so many people that's trying to take over Chase U. Like I say, Schism tried it. You know, Braun Breaker's trying it right now. But I think truly, Duke Hudson's uh dismantling the Andre Chase University from the inside. The inside man will take over and one day um it's gonna be uh Hudson U. Hudson University. <laughs> Uh, okay, next up, we got ourselves a little bit of the uh, uh, Mackenzie Mitchell um, with uh, a little bit of the uh, Core Jade. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, now, Core Jade, just whole thing's but why Why are we talking about, the, why are you cutting out all the girls in the locker room? Well, it turns out this. Uh, Gigi Dolan comes in there. Gigi Dolan. I think Gigi Dolan is probably probably the sexiest woman of uh, the NXT division. Personally, I think so. Anyways, whole thing is uh whole thing is about this. Uh, when Gigi Dolan comes in, uh, she says it's a challenge. A challenge, they're gonna fight. She says uh, this uh, big Instagram, uh, famous ass is gonna kick your ass. So yeah, it's uh, Gigi Dolan with some sass, with that Instagram. No, Gigi Dolan with some great sass. Um, Yeah, Gigi Dolan. I'm liking Gigi Dolan, but this match, however... I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, after that, we got ourselves Mackenzie Mitchell again. With, uh... With Pretty Deadly. Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. Two tasty snacks. Now, the whole thing is about, uh... Kit Wilson and his, uh... Yeah, Kit Wilson and his... uh, Ordeal, getting kidnapped and putting into a uh, trunk of a car. Never said how he escaped. But they got revenge by uh, smashing, dashing uh, Tony's hat and the underboss's jacket. Slashed them up good. And they challenged him into a, a match at, uh, you know what, uh, spring Breakin'. This is a, an anything goes match. Oh my goodness, what's going to happen? Who knows? Anything goes. It's gonna be a fiasco for sure. If anything, if anything, it's gonna be a fiasco. So next up, we got our next match. It is a t. It is a, a Roxanne Perez versus Zoe Stark. This match was 11 minutes in length. This was a barn burner. This was a uh, knuckle buster. This was a good match. This was the match of the night for sure. I always say Roxanne Perez. She's she the architect. She's an architect of wrestling. She's got the mind. She's got the abilities and she can put together a great match. And with Zoe Stark, who's got the athletic ability to do whatever she needs to do. This had the makings of a fantastic match and fantastic match. It did not disappoint. This is a lot of back and forth. This was great, great wrestling abilities. Um, Roxanne Perez's intelligence and ring abilities versus, uh, Zoe Stark's incredible strength. Um, for one, uh, Roxanne Perez tried to go for a tope suicida, getting uh, Zoey Stark outside the ring and tope suicida she did but however Zoey Stark catches her into a fireman's carry and just knocks her in the face against the uh, ring apron. Later on she did attempt it again, Zoey Stark gets outside the ring and a perfect tope suicida between the first and second ropes crushing some Zoey Stark outside the ring. It's true. It's very true. Now, the end sequence here is a lot. It was a great, like I say, this match was fantastic. This match was a great match. Now, Zoe Stark did try to get uh, Roxanne Perez into her, um, Z360, she calls it, the three, the Z360. You know, everybody call it, Why well, I call it the Feast Your uh, for a little bit because it, uh, was almost like it. Except that uh, she started, the Feast rise, uh, is a, uh, you know, uh, torture rack starts. Anyways. Uh, Z360. She attempts it on uh, Roxanne Perez. Roxanne counters it with a roll-up. Oh, a roll-up. Very close to winning. Now, uh, after that roll-up, it's uh, Zoe Stark grabs uh, Roxanne. She ends up throwing her to the ring post, and then follows in with a spear. (laughs) But however, the spear was no good. Uh, No good! Roxanne um, jumps it, and then flips around, and then pops on her back. That's right. A Pop Rocks, a Pop Rock counter. What a wonderful account of that match. This match was like I say, incredible. It was a good match. Um, in about 11 minutes, Rox and Perez becomes a winner. At the end of the match, however, we got ourselves an Indy Hartwell. An Indy Hartwell coming in the ring there with a heartfelt moment, giving props where props is due. Giving the, like, uh, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be champion. That's right. So she's giving Roxanne Perez first dibs because after all, Roxanne Perez did not lose her championship gold. She was stripped by, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels. Ooh, Shawn. Yeah, stripped Roxanne. So now Indy Harwell is the new champion and she wants to give uh, Roxanne first opportunity. But however, before she can shake hands, we got ourselves a little bit of uh, Tiffany Stratton comes in the ring there. And she, like, she kind of bad them all. Yeah, a very beatable challenger. Me, 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 me. So anyways, she didn't do much to upset uh, Indy Hartwell. And Indy Hartwell was like, well, fine. Let's do it then next week. A triple threat match. I'll show you. And I'll show you. I'll show you all. She didn't quite say it like that. But she does want to prove that Indy Hartwell is no joke. And wants to continue being champion. But this could be just a road for roxanne perez to prove herself to, to the world that you know what um beating uh, you know uh rose you know mandy rose was uh, not like uh, was no fluke because mandy rose was leaving so it's it was no circumstance thing that uh, roxanne is a real champion ever nevertheless, nevertheless nevertheless i blurped that out good enough we move on to, uh, I suppose, we've got Mackenzie Mitchell with uh, Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller. And basically, it's a, it's a pre-Grayson Waller effect interview. You know, he's talking about uh, Carmelo Hayes. You know, uh, it's uh, this week. He's saying, this uh, today, I'm going to tell him I'm going to take the title, and next week, I'm going to take the title. Mm-hmm. Will Grayson Waller take the title next week? But all I know... Or will Grayson Waller tell him he's going to take the title this week? Next up, we got ourselves a little bit of Robert Stone and Von Wagner. Oh, will now last week Von Wagner lost to Idracanov, and that's when uh, Robert Stone said, "You lose that match. No more me. I'm out of here. I'm a gone. But uh, apparently, Von Wagner talked about, "I'm a second-generation
1: wrestler, man. My dad was a, a Beverly brother for crying out loud. For God damn it!"
0: He didn't say the, you know, didn't get cursive, but he says he did say brought up the fact that he is a second generation. His, uh, his daddy was a, a Beverly brother. Now I'm a big fan of Von Wilder. He's getting no love these days, but hopefully, hopefully now he's got, uh, Robert Stone, Mr. Stone back on track. No, will Mr. Stone give him some other advice rather than, rather than advice of, uh, win the match, win the match.
1: Can't you listen to my advice? My advice to you is win that match.
0: No, he needs. has got to need better advice than that, and he's going to carry on. Anyways, they're back together. Von Wagner, Robert Stone. Will they move mountains or will they do nothing? I hope they move mountains. Okay, next up, we got uh, little Axiom. Backstage, he's a uh, little uh, vignette talking about uh, scripts. I'm um, scripts. Me, 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 me. We're we're rivals. We're like superheroes. Me, yes. Uh, uh, he didn't sound anything like that. But two mask wrestlers, two luce, mas luchadores, Scripps, Mr. Potato, and uh, one of the greats, Axiom. So they're going to collide. And will it matter? Eh, will it be good? I don't know. But Axiom, he can put together a good match. So it'll be, okay. it'll be interesting, whatever it's going to be. Whatever it's going to be. But here we are, next match. It is uh, in the women's division. The very... Uh, I think the most beautiful woman in NXT, it's Gigi Dolan versus all ego, excuse me. That's right. That's all ego, Cora Jade. That's right. Now, Cora Jade in this thing, uh, this match here was uh, about three minutes and 40 seconds under four minutes. Mm-hmm. This had a lot of back and forth. Gigi Dolan with her big kicks into the face of uh, Cora Jade, but it comes down to this. It is a fact that uh, JC Jane, she gets involved with the match. She goes for a big goal kick to uh, Gigi Dolan's face. Doesn't happen. Now Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, they go out of Gigi, pulls in JC Jane into the ring and they start scrapping. And I figured, Hey, this is where the referee calls the match. Hey, this is, uh, this is getting ridiculous now call for disqualification, but no referee is very lenient. I'll let this happen. They start scrapping. Uh, Gigi throws out uh, JC Jade for the ring and uh, hits her into the ring. She just takes her out. She throws her into the steel steps and then throws her right into the lap of the awaiting. That's right, Booker T! (laughs) Right in the lap. Uh, The luxury. Anyways, T didn't expect it and they landed in a bang. Now here's the ending of the match, the official ending. Gigi Dolan gets into the ring. She's all proud of her work. She turns around to get a face full of knee from Cora Jade. That's right. And after that knee, it was the uh, double hook double underhook DDT. Gigi Dolan taking like a champ on the head. That match uh, was uh it happened. It happened uh it wasn't great. It wasn't good. Um Yeah. Never ever, you know, following the Roxanne Perez, it's tough cuz Roxanne really knocked out one out front I match of the night to this Whoo, nilly! You know, this match here should have been the beginning match, the start match, to start it off, rather than the dumb Gallus match. Oh, that Gallus should have been mid-card at best. At best! Anyways. Next up, we go, uh, after the match, uh, you know, uh, we got ourselves the next competitor. It's, uh, you know, uh, what's her name, uh? V- Lyra Valkyria challenges Core Jade at Spring Break and mm-hmm. we're going to see this one here uh Lyra Valkyria versus Core Jade I can see it being maybe just like this match uh, Core Jade versus uh Gigi Dolan I can see it, I can't see it being any better or worse um so yeah I can't expect I can't honestly expect much from this match It's depressing to say but it's what I feel Next up We got Rosa Little backstage with uh, Mackenzie Mitchell, and Mackenzie Mitchell's with uh, your very own, your very new, that's right, uh, Eddie Thorpe. Eddie Thorpe talking about his heritage of uh, native Indian, native, you know, hey, and then we got ourselves a Mr. Potato himself, Damon Kemp. And you think, wow, is he gonna start poking fun? Is he gonna poke fun? Is he gonna make, trying to make fun of, uh, you know, Eddie Thorpe? He kind of did. He was very patronizing, very patronizing towards a Thorpe. Will there be a fight? I don't know if there will be a fight. Will it be any good? I don't know. But this whole thing's basically Eddie Thorpe uh, talking about his eight years in a business, eight years in a business, climbing through the indies to get where he is today. Mm-hmm. Only to be, only to be uh, patronized by Damon Kemp. We'll see, what this, we'll see where this goes. But yeah. Anyways, moving on. We go to the bar. To the bar now. I'm sure this was edited together. In the bar, we got ourselves a little bit of Fallon Henley and Josh Briggs. They're in the bar, like, talking about the good old days. Them good old days.
1: Remember when we used to wear denim? We were called them denim boys. Wow, we were quite a team there, Fallon Henley. Quite a team. He
0: didn't say any of that. But, uh, we got ourselves a, uh, uh, Hannah James and uh, Brooks Jensen. mm-hmm, And well, I, uh, there's some hurt feelings happened earlier. And Josh Brooks said, You didn't mean saying those hurtful things to
1: me earlier, did you? Did you there, Brooks or uh, Brooks Jensen? And Brooks said, I meant every word of it, I meant every word of it. So,
0: there next week will be a fight. Uh, they challenge each other, it's going to be a mixed tag. A mixed
1: tag. But,
0: So next up, we got ourselves uh, next match. It is uh, a match. This I'm not sure what's gonna happen with this. This is a uh, DiJack Street Justice DiJack versus uh, Apollo
1: Cruz.
0: That's right, Apollo Cruz versus DiJack. Now here's the thing: they're both from the uh, the main roster, and they both did incredibly bad in the main roster. You know, Apollo Cruz had his bad accent. Hello, I'm Apollo Cruz. And DiJack was T-Bar, and they both did terrible. Then they come back to the NXT. Apollo Cruz, nothing but lose. Maybe Apollo Cruz might have had a win or two, but really when it mattered, Apollo Cruz loses, including his opportunity to become the uh, world champion of NXT. Failed that. And DiJack losing All the time to everybody. So now these two people who are in an absolute destructive role in a, in the dumpster, these guys are heading headfirst in a dumpster. Who's going to get there first? So I'm like, wow. Okay. This match. So losing this match is going to be big. So where are you going to go after losing this match? Where are you going to go? This match had a lot of back and forth. This match was okay. This match was uh, a little under 10 minutes, I would say. Jack gets hit with the, uh, what's that, uh, the big, uh, you know, blockbuster from the second rope, the second rope blockbuster. Can you believe it? Apollo crews could have easily went to the top rope with a big massive blockbuster, but no, he decided to go to second rope, but here we go. Uh, he didn't get anything, but we got ourselves Dijak getting the, what's it, a big, uh, um, hard justice hard justice is the finishing move it's a uh, basically it's a uh, sit one-handed sit down choke slam there's a sit down choke slam hard justice but however apollo cruz kicks out of that one they scuffle on a little bit longer and that's where uh die jack grabs uh, apollo cruz on his shoulders and then flips him around with the feast your eyes and flop up knee to the face go to sleep Apollo Cruz lies down, takes a nap, and like I said, um, Jack with a big victory. So good for DiJack, I suppose. What's next for DiJack? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but what's next for Apollo? That's the biggest thing. Um, could AEW be an answer to Apollo? I don't know. I do not know. But uh, can he recover from this? What? Like, where is it? Where is the future for Apollo? Mhm. Mhm. It's a tough one. But regardless of that, that's another, that's for another conversation, another time. That would take oh, way too long. But here's the thing. What's next for Dijak? Obviously, he's got a big match coming up against uh, Ilya
1: Dragunov.
0: Now, after the match, it's uh, Dijak trying to put a statement on uh, Apollo Crews by beating him up some more. Another, you know, uh, with feast your eyes. But that's where Dragunov comes in there and beats living holy hell out of Dijak. And with a big boot, ends up kicking him outside the ring. And that's that, that's that. And the officials hold them back because next week will be the big match, Dijak versus Ilya Dragunov. And this is, uh, now Dijak won that match, obviously, because he's uh, building up for this Ilya Dragunov match. And you can't have Dijak lose before the big match, right? Because what, if Dijak, uh, you know, loses to uh, Apollo Crews, that makes what, what does, what's the whole thing with uh, Ilya Dragunov? He's gonna beat a loser? So yeah, Yuri Dragunov's going to win next week. And worst what's going to happen to Dijack after that? He's going to join Apollo Crews apparently. Maybe they'll start a tag team. Uh. So next up we got ourselves a very interesting situation. JC Jane leaving the arena, the uh, you know, the performance center. And the question is, the cameraman says, uh, now, now, why do you keep uh, inserting yourself into uh, JC uh, into Gigi Dolan's matches there, uh, J.C. Jane? And J.C., because... Uh, now, this is just weird. J.C. Jane wants to uh, make uh, Gigi Dolan's life miserable, apparently. Miserable. Um, now, the reason why she attacked... She keeps on, you know, attacking uh, Gigi Dolan is for this. It's because... As a child, Gigi Dolan, in her terrible life, her, her, uh, her, her, her abusive life, her childhood with her parents being abuse, so abusive, that she decided to take life in her own hands and when she was old enough to strive on her own, to leave the house, to make waves, to make Gigi Dolan who she is, make the woman that she is. So she blames Gigi Dolan for leaving her brother behind in that abusive house, in that very abusive house. Like really, really, you don't care about J C. You don't care about Gigi Dolan, J C. Why do you even care about her younger brother? Why do you care her about her brother? You know, so ridiculous. So that's your huge thing. Yeah, I don't like you, J C. But what you did to your brother is unforgivable. Really? Come on now, that's so absurd. So now here we go. Our next match, our main event match. This is Charlie Dempsey with uh Jugulak at his side versus uh, the North American champion and probably the greatest champion right now, the greatest champion right now. And that's including Roman Reigns, he Roman Reigns uh, the uh, greatest absentee champion, but he is disguised the his champion, Wesley, incredible. He comes to the ring there and he gets suckered by uh, you know uh Jugulak outside the ring. He gets knocked down and apparently the referee had his back turned. Even though if he didn't have his back turned, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. The bell didn't go. It wouldn't matter at all. Who cares if the referee's back was turned or not? So, Wesley is, uh, end up thrown back in the ring there. Referee eventually turns, starts a match. Now this match was close to match tonight. This match was just great. This match was great. Um, maybe it, it's, it, uh, it holds hands with match tonight with, uh, roxanne perez this match was great uh the mat uh, okay this match was about 11 minutes now wesley did do a high-flying move he got uh with charlie dempsey outside the ring and then with a massive front flip over top of the rope, over the top rope crushes uh through uh charlie dempsey now i gotta say one thing one huge thing about uh wesley now, there's so many great things about Wesley. You know, uh, now the Booker T, uh, even Booker T, he's now a huge fan of Wesley. And he's comparing Wesley to uh, the evil Knievel. That was weird. But one thing about Wesley, and not evil Evil, that evil Knievel broke every bone in his body, but Wesley is very fearless. Now, Wesley, one thing, his bumps are next level. A Wesley bump, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, ho, ho. Not anybody can do a Wesley bump. Because Wesley bumps can... Uh, can kill a normal person a normal person could not do what wesley can do in a ring i mean ways that wesley can take a bump near his head huh Huh. it's incredible incredible now charlie dempsey gets uh, wesley by the arm and and gives him an arm whip and wesley goes almost head first into the mat it is impressive impressive god damn wesley is great at selling he's a great all-around wrestler wesley future hall of famer for sure one of the great champs of all time no doubt Wesley can sell like no one's business. Now, Charlie Dempsey is a mat wrestler. He is a strong style, English strong style. He's got some great ground game, trying to uh, armbar the hell out of Wesley. Now, at the end sequence here, um, Wesley, he's getting really owned by Charlie Dempsey. Charlie throws him face first into the ring post. Ring, uh, should I say, turnbuckle. Wham-ho! Face first. And then with the massive throw, he grabs with the German suplex. He throws and throws Wesley, but however Wesley, with his great athletic ability, lands on his feet and tumbles to the other corner of the ring. Now this is where uh, the end sequence comes in. Charlie Dempsey comes in for the kill, but however Wesley's ready for him with a series of kicks to the face. A kicko, kicko, and the third one hits the ropes here with a massive kick to the face. And then this is where uh, um, Drew Gulak. Tries to interfere a little bit But Wesley's ready for him And with a massive shuriken strike Or a massive uppercut to this face Wesley gets dispelses Dispelses of uh, You know And then Sets up for his great move One of the greatest moves you can see It's a back handspring uh, A Pele kick You know Absolutely incredible The cardiac kick just knocks out West knocks out uh, Charlie Dempsey. This match was great. And one, two, three. Eleven minutes later, it's over. Over! But however, it's not over for the night for Wesley. After the match, it is a double team. Drew Gulak comes in there and then gives him a one massive power bomb. And then after that, now this move here is, quite frankly, if this move is done correctly. This move is the most deadliest move of all of wrestling, period. This is the dragon suplex, the dragon suplex, where it, the person is given a full Nelson and then suplexed over. Now, people like Kenny Omega do this dragon suplex, but they they, they, they give you a, a full Nelson and basically pull you down. You know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's almost weird. But this dragon suplex, when you land properly, it can literally, if, you, <laughs> if it's done improperly. Or if, if done properly, it's a basically, like I say, it's a, uh, a full Nelson suplex. So you got to be good with bumps. And you know, Wesley is, Wesley, I'm not sure how he did it, but Wesley had his neck. He took it high in the shoulders. High, so high in the shoulders. This looked like it could have been, this could kill somebody. Literally. That's the props of Wesley's ability in the ring. You can't do this movie on anybody. Because uh, I would say 75% of people who take this move just like this, Uh, It would probably be their last last match ever. Ever! So yeah, Wesley's taken to the doghouse by the uh, Drew Gulak and uh, Charlie Dempsey. So what's happened with uh, Wesley? We just leave it as that. We leave it as that. But we all know Wesley took that bump like a champ. So he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. But it's Charlie Dempsey and uh, Drew Gulak making a statement in the NXT. So yeah, Drew Gulak, he's doing stuff. He's doing stuff other than, uh, you know, <laughs> than, uh, you know, Apollo Cruz and, uh, uh Jack. So moving on, we go with the, the D'Angelo family having some dinner. There. You know, uh, Tony D'Angelo with, uh, Channing Stakes Lorenzo, see? He doesn't talk like that. He never never talks like that, Channing. And they're talking about, oh, their jacket. Here, my jacket's been destroyed. And your hat, uh, this has been destroyed. Oh. <laughs> so it's spring breakin'. They're going to have a one, one time it's a, what <laughs> is match. It's could you call it the, uh, the trunk match, a trunk match at spring breaking. So yeah, nothing like a coffin match at all. You know, it's just a trunk, you know, so they're shaped differently. So you got to be thrown into the trunk to lose. I suppose both of them, who knows, who knows, but it's a no holes barred trunk match, anything goes, I should say. So no holes barred trunk match. How about that? How about that? With that, now we go to our final segment, the segment of the night. It is the Grayson Waller effect. The Grayson Waller effect. This is a build-up to next week, um, spring breakin', and uh, a big question came in: Camelo, when you say you're him, what do you mean by him? And of course, uh, Grayson Waller says, "Why well, him? Is him is an acronym?" If you want to know he means an acronym an ac- he didn't say acronym, but acronym, it means he is mediocre. It's like, well, he's mediocre. That does, uh, it is an acronym for him, I suppose, but the whole thing is hilarious. You know, it's, uh, the fact is that this, uh, Carmelo Hayes, he, uh, he has so many, uh, so many decorations. He's like a Christmas tree. Get uh, more decorations than a Christmas tree. Now, when it comes to Grayson Waller, he's got so many bricks. He can actually build an apartment complex just outside the uh the pc the performance center mm-hmm. so anyways it was, was pretty good stuff really good uh, banter not a good insults back and forth they're both great talkers and this is just really good uh pre-match banter for uh this spring break-in so i'm definitely looking forward for that so now, but at spring break in, however, next week, on spring break in, we're going to have ourselves a uh, NXT Women's Triple Threat Championship match. It's Indy Hartwell defending her title against former champion Roxanne Perez and the very beautiful Tiffany Stratton, the queen of the moonsault. Who's going to win that? Who knows? We'll find out next week. Next week, also, Braun Breaker, Mr. Heel Turn, will take on Andre Chase of Chase You. <laughs> Oh, Andre uh, Braun Breaker Mm, going for the low hanging fruit for a good, good, uh, you know, heat, good heat using Andre chase for heat. That's just crazy talk. Anyways, also, we got ourselves the final, the the final divide, mixed tag team match, them denim boys, now enemies, Fallon Henley and Josh Briggs versus Kenna James and Brooks Jensen. What will Brooks Jensen's new gear look like? I for one am curious. And then we're going to have a match which is going to be curious, of course. I'm curious. It's going to be good. It's going to be bad. Will people even notice? Remember, Lyra Valkyria miss safety versus miss all ego.
1: Excuse me.
0: That's right, all ego. Core Jade next week. And least we forget, it's not a coffin match. It's no, forget that. Not a coffin match. It is a trunk match. A trunk match. Not an elephant trunk. You know, like a trunk of a car match. It is Tony D'Angelo and Channing Stacks, Lorenzo the underboss. Versus two tasty snacks of Pretty Deadly, Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. Now, that does wrap it up for this week's episode of NXT. But right after this a short break, we have some uh, SmackDown right...
1: The wrestling show, oh, oh, baby. It's time for the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back at representing the WWE and live from the Ohio State University. It's Friday night. SmackDown! Air date April the twenty-first, two thousand and twenty-three. This episode is the road to WrestleMania's backlash. Let's go. Wellbo, Wellbo, welcome
0: back to the Wrestling Show, listener. I'm your most fickle host, Lip Hazleywood, and this is a very cynical look back at the latest episode of. A Friday Night SmackDown. But, in all seriousness, um, the difference between Friday Night SmackDown and Monday Night Raw these days is just NAME! Because they might as well just be called Monday Night uh, WWE on Mondays and WWE on Fridays because uh, the roster is just... There's just no difference between the rosters right now. I can't wait until the new draft, so then we can definitely draw the line between what is Raw and what is SmackDown, besides what day it's on. True. now, but first before we get, uh, uh, started on the show, uh, first, a quick shout out to the non-competitors. They are the glue that holds objects together, so to speak. Now, first representing the authority figure, it's Adam Pierce. Next, getting all the pre-match interviews and all the backstage scoops. It's uh, a Kayla Braxton. And most importantly the commentary crew, the play-by-play guys, the hosts, and I even call them the narrators of the whole damn show. They are the team of, one, my personal favorite, Mr. Silky Voice himself, the highly intelligent, and future Hall of Famer for sure, it's Wade Barrett, and backing him up, it's the longtime veteran, wrong and strong usually, it's uh, Michael Cole. Now, without any uh, further kudos let's get on with the show let's get on with the show and the show starts off with the a big uh a tag team match and it's uh, representing this is usually on uh um Monday night raw it's uh, the judgment day it's uh representing judgment day it's a uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest fighting representing the What's that? Uh, legado. No, it's not Legado. It's uh, Latino World Order. Although it could be called Legado World Order as well. Either or. And it's uh, Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio. Now, i got to just poke fun with this match before we get started. Uh, or just start, start being critical over this stuff here. What I do best. Now, first of all, Rey Mysterio. I always make fun of Rey Mysterio. First of all, Rey Mysterio. Oh, I think he forgot his wrestling boots at home. And brought in some rain boots. That's right, it must have been raining outside. He's brought these rain boots in there. They're like floppityer than ever. Floppityer! I think floppier is a word. Because they're floppityer than ever, you know. Rey Mysterio with his uh, sh- these, uh, shin pads and his uh, oh, anything to make himself look thicker in the legs, his toothpick of legs. Yeah, anyways, other than that, Rey Mysterio. On the bright side of Rey Mysterio, he is the workhorse of the WWE, working every single show. This man is like 70, 80 years old. And he's doing so much work. It's incredible. And of course, this match itself, it's uh was about almost eight minutes long. Eight minutes of wrestling. And what else can I say about this match? One thing also, other than Rey Mysterio and his uh floppity shoes and his uh thickening gear. It's uh the fact that uh, the judgment day, why? They just don't give a damn about tag teams. They don't know how a tag team match works. What does a tag rope? What is a tag rope? Now I think they used the tag ropes once in this match. But the referee, he doesn't care. He don't care whether he use ropes or not. It's that simple. And it is blatant that the Judgment Day, they just don't know how to use ropes. It's ridiculous. But we got ourselves a nice tandem move with uh, the the, the what's that, uh, Latino World Order legato. It's actually uh, Rey Mysterio charges... Uh, um, Santino uh, Santos, not Santino <laughs> Santino Escobar Santos Escobar And Santo uh, Santos with the, just flips him over his head And he does a super uh, You know, sit down Santon And uh, Dominic Or Damien Priest I'm on top of things, listener Seriously So we got even a, a funnier moment, isn't that? This match has a funny, a funny moment Which is we have ourselves a, uh, another tandem move Is we got Santos Escobar He does the, the midget toss That's right. It's the the midget toss. He uh, throws Rey Mysterio outside the ring. Hopefully, he's going to get some Finn Balor who's lying out there. But here's the thing. Uh, To protect Finn Balor from getting, uh, I guess, uh, splashed is uh, uh, Damien Priest. He grabs uh, Finn Balor by the feet and pulls him out of the way. Uh, So funny. Oh. Oh, my God. It's like, you re- that really happened. That really happened. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Lots of last while. Now, at the end sequence was this. Um, it seemed as though um, Rey Mysterio was setting up Finn Balor for six one nine baby. And Damon Freese went on the other side of the ring post and slapped his partner Finn Balor on the shoulder. Because I say slap because obviously he did not use their tag rope at all. Didn't even think about the tag rope. And the referee, oh my goodness, you know hank walker's brother terrible terrible job again he calls it a tag Rey mysterio doesn't see it santos escobar doesn't see it he carry on um what's that uh damien priest runs into the ring there and he ends up f- shooting himself over top of the ropes and shooting himself outside the ring it's true and then that's when uh of course Rey mysterio gets uh you know Finn Balor into the uh, 619, baby! Puyaka, Puyaka! He hit him so hard, Rey Mysterio's boots slid right off his feet. Flopped right off his feet and right into the crowd. Now, his boots sliding off uh, Rey Mysterio's feet never happened, but it could have. Those boots really flopped on his legs. Anyways, he tags in some, uh, well, Santos Escobar. Santos goes for a big old splash in the top rope. It's almost like a uh, Rey Mysterio splash. You know, it's like a trust fall going forwards. Um, you know, Santos Escobar has to lower his game, so it makes uh, Rey Mysterio look great. I don't know, but Santos Escobar, come on now! You could have get more hype with that. You could have got more hype with that rather than just a trust fall forward. Santos, come on now! Come on! So when uh, Rey Mysterio done his six one nine, he was standing on the outside of the apron. You know, on the ring, on the apron, outside the ring. And then that's when. Damien Priest comes in there, grabs a Rey Mysterio, and then slams him into the ring post. Whoa, pow! It's true, it happened. And then while inside the ring, it's Santos Escobar trying to get a pin on uh, Finn Balor. And, uh, of course, Damien Priest comes from behind and grabs him by the neck. And then uh, it's uh, South of Heaven later. The choke slam, And it is over. And it is... Uh, The Judgment Day, Judgment Day, they win again, yeah! And of course, Santo is taking a loss, because, uh, you know, it's, uh, Rey Mysterio, he will never take a loss, say, boss, you
1: know who I am, I'm Rey Mysterio, I never lose, I will tag out to Santos Escobar,
0: yes, that's right, that's my uh, Rey Mysterio impression, you might have thought Rey Mysterio was in the studio with me right now, but he is not! So, like I say, next up, we go backstage and, oh my goodness, now, um, a WrestleMania's a backlash is taking place in the great country of Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, and you know what, apparently it's, uh, we got ourselves a Zelina Vega, or, yep, a demanding, a title match against, uh, your current champion, your SmackDown champion, Aria Ripley, and speak of champions, you no, know, uh, who weren't there today, Your SmackDown champions, that's right, Roman Reigns not there again, and Rhea Ripley not there today, how about that, how about that, and your tag team champions aren't there today, how about that, crazy stuff, now anyways, so it's, uh, you know, Celia Vanga demanding a match against Rhea Ripley, you're thinking, what, what have you done lately, not just lately, but uh, at all since this year. What has Selena Vega done? Not just this year, but 2022 as well. I mean, what has Selena been doing? I mean, she's made Queen of the Ring, but that was, a, that was a nonsense title. That was a nonsense title, you know? And uh, uh, what has she done? Oh, this year, nothing. So she demands a rematch. Demands a match, not a rematch. Demands a match only because. Simple reason is, you know what? She's the only Puerto Rican a lady a woman on the roster and since we are gonna be in puerto rico that's why she deserved the match you know not that she's earned it or not you know so a ridiculous i gotta say it is uh ridiculous to the next level of ridiculousness so adam pierce says hmm that's a good point to bring up there i'll think about it and you know what's gonna happen she's gonna get the match But you know who's going to win, Rhea Ripley easily, easily Rhea Ripley. But you know what, Rhea Ripley's a good worker. This should be a fun match because Rhea Ripley can, uh, work, you know, can, can job, can work to, uh, anybody, you know, so next up, we got ourselves a little bit of a Shinsuke Nakamura, a Shinsuke Nakamura, a little bit of vignette. Talk about when he was gone. What did, what did Shinsuke learn on his absence of the WWE? Why his strong style has gotten stronger. And he's ready to take over. So now, Shinsuke, in order to take over, he, he must take out his next opponent, which is uh, Mr. A- Caring Cross. With him is uh, the beautiful Scarlet. Now the cards have been set. And it's uh, not good for uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. But that's the thing. You know, uh, I believe, I think Shinsuke's back and he's going for a title run. And I believe Shinsuke is going to be running over some carrying uh, cross. I don't think carrying cross is carrying. I think I could think carrying cross is great talent. He's got great mic skills inside the ring. He's not. He could be a little bit more, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, stiff in the ring, so I should say. You know, just beat, beat up his points a little bit more, you know, rather than being too safe in that ring. But regardless, I don't think uh, the WWE is completely behind carrying cross. So I think this will be Shinsuke Nakamura going to win this battle. Next up, we go into the ring, and it is a tag team match. And like all tag team matches, uh, the referees don't care if you use their ropes or not. It's true. And in this match, it is a team of uh, triple B, triple B. And that is uh, bald, bearded, and beautiful. Bald, bearded, and beautiful. That's what I call them. I just call them that. Um, now, uh, apparently, Michael Cole says, uh, uh, Braun Strowman calls the team jacked. Tant and juicy. I'm sorry. That's pretty disgusting. So anyways, the team of bald bearded and beautiful of uh, Ricochet and Braun um, Strowman fighting the Viking Raiders and they are the team of Eric and Ivar. Now Ivar, I believe is one of the great talents of wrestling. If he breaks off with the uh, Viking Raiders, I think there's no, no stopping where uh, Eric Ivar, Eric, uh, or should Ivar uh, can go. Anyways, with them is Eric's wife, uh, Valhalla. Valhalla. That's right. Now this match was uh, about twelve minutes. It was a barn burner. It was good. It was a barn burner. It was a uh, it was an okay match. Pretty good match. Almost match of the night, considering it was a tag team. You know. Um, now in this match here was hilarious. We had this moment where uh, Ricochet and uh, was tagged, tags himself in, he tags in with, uh, a Braun Strowman and Braun Beals him. It, it reminds me of like a cactus Jack moment when he's a uh, fighting when cactus Jack back in the days, when he had a tag team partner, he didn't like, he would tag his partner by punching him in the face or something like that. And then, uh, uh monkey flipping him into the ring. You know, it was hilarious. This is almost as hilarious. If it was like, if this is what it was supposed to be, <laughs> I think it was a mistake. Anyways. Um, bronze Roman tags in the uh, ricochet and then Beals him hard into the ring. And now I say he Beals him into the ring cause he hit nobody. He just threw him hard into the ring. <laughs> he was supposed to hit the uh, Ivar, but, uh, apparently, um, the throw wasn't far enough. Ivar was too far away. The, the, the timing was off, but regardless, it was Ricochet getting, uh, bealed into the ring. It was hilarious. And I stick by that. It was hilarious. So trying to make up for his mistake. It's, uh, Braun Strowman goes back in the ring and he slaps Ivar in the face real hard. Slap ho! But, anyways, this match carries on. That was just a small bit. Um, Rick Shea, one massive back handspring, uh, somersault flip over the top rope, suicida. Whew. Showing, showcasing another reason why this is after getting beeled into the ring by uh, his clumsy partner, uh, Braun Strowman. Comes up with his massive back handspring, uh, back flip over the top rope, squashing both. That's right viking raiders now here we had a moment where uh it could have it could have been a change of the match now this is what happens usually when braun Strowman goes for his uh braun express start the engine toot toot braun's gonna take a charger on the ring and when it goes well it goes well when it goes wrong is when braun Strowman pulls the notice and charges himself right over the announce table, and he's done that before against this very team. He tried to charge against uh, um, Eric and he uh, threw himself right over top the uh, announce table. It was embarrassing, but this time it was not. He smashes uh, Eric and crushes Ivar, and he just, it was hilarious. But however, before he can get into the ring, actually, got into the ring there, and before he can do anything, he's a little bit of a, the second distraction, it's uh, Valhalla. Mm hmm. Uh, Sarah Logan, she's like, uh, complaining, she's complaining to, uh, Braun Strowman. He's like, what are you doing? What you looking at? You creepy lady, you creepy lady. He didn't say any of that, but anyways, this was enough uh, time for, uh, Eric to get in the ring there and to try and take over for them. They start beating up some, uh, Braun Strowman. And then with the greatest, the greatest, uh, f- uh splash from the top rope, it is Ivar. Tries to put an end to uh, Braun Roman But Braun kicks out A hard kick out And eventually he takes out the uh, Viking Raiders And gets a hot tag The hot tag on Ricochet And he gets some well needed rest Braun does Ricochet does some damage in the ring there And eventually tags back out to uh, Braun Roman And then a the quick tag get back in Is Ricochet Which uh, basically uh, setting up the whole finisher Now Braun he, uh, he sets up, uh, some Ivar, you know, for a big finisher. So he, then he's kind of sets up everything. And, uh, what's that, uh, Eric gets in the ring there, tries to get in the ring. And Braun Strowman kicks him right off. Huapo! So that takes care of, uh, Eric. Now what happens with Ivar? Well, it's, uh, the massive tangent move. It's, uh, Rick Shea gets onto the shoulder, climbs onto the shoulders of, uh, you know, uh, Braun, Strowman, and they walk over to, uh, Ivar, ricochet with a massive swanton, boom, baby, it was a huge, it was massive, and like I say, this match was a barn burner, this was a very good match, uh, probably, um, eh, it's shared match of the night, there's another great match, the main event match was a great one as well, it's true, but no, no, that one got matched tonight, uh, the other one, uh, the, uh, the, the, the main event is a, uh, no disqualification match. So that's, uh, that's n- can never win match of the night. Even though it was a fun one. No, here we go. Our next match. It is, uh, a tag team match. Your tag team champions, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus the entitled. I call them the entitled. They might be calling them the complaint department. You know, I think the entitled is better than the complaint department. It's the complaint department. They're entitled and this is explains why. So now here we go. Um, it's complete by department or entitled. They are the Sony Deville and uh, Chelsea Green. Now, before last week, it was like Chelsea Green getting the old uh, water bottle and splashing Liv Morgan right in the face. Making Liv Morgan look the fool. I bet uh, water went right up her nostrils and everything. You know, waterboarded. Liv Morgan was waterboarded. Not literally, but she was, it almost seemed like it. So it was like a pre match interview. Liv Morgan just losing your absolute shit. And Raquel's like, ah, let's save your anger to the ring. That's right. And, uh, no interview, but at least we had a glimpse of the beautiful Kayla Braxton. So now here you go into the ring and before the match, we got ourselves a little, little, uh, confrontation, little confrontation between the two teams. And it is pretty funny because, uh, Chelsea green brought a prop to the ring. It's a very bedazzled, uh, water bottle. And she attempted to spray, um, Liv Morgan the face again, but she didn't. And Liv Morgan, would lost her shit again, <laughs> but it was Raquel Rodriguez holding about. Now this match here, I was surprised. Um, this was about, uh, seven minutes, seven minutes in length. Although it seemed like it was much longer, <laughs> it seemed like it was much longer for some reason. It was okay. It's not anything special. Liv Morgan starts off with she, I thinking Liv Morgan's move is a lot like Becky Lynch. You no, know? uh, she loves doing this—a uh, flying drop kick. You know, she gets, uh, you know, uh, Chelsea with a massive flying drop kick as soon as the bell starts. Mm-hmm. Now this match goes back. It's a lot of back and forth. A lot of back and forth here. Now we had a moment here where uh, another moment where uh, what's that? Hell uh, and Chelsea fight outside the ring, and well. Raquel is puts goes out. It's flopped outside the ring there and Chelsea Green tries to do a Uh, some sort of tope suicida And Raquel catches her and does Gunner do a give her a slam some sort of slam, but then it's uh, what's that? Uh, Sawyerville with the massive uh, meteora Gets a meteora right on uh Raquel now they go back in the ring there you know, uh, and they scuffle some more where it's uh, a Liv Morgan is in that ring and she gets, uh, what? Well, Chelsea Green and Liv Morgan's in the ring. They scuffle a little bit more. Liv, uh, Chelsea Green goes, try to score over a pin and she gets her feet onto the ropes where the referees right there and say, Hey, I'm not counting that your feet are in the ropes and I'm not counting it It's a cheating. So yeah, it's interesting. So then uh, we got ourselves a double team in the ring there. Chelsea Green and, uh, Sonya Deville, wonderful, huge, a, a double suplex. Now I'm not sure exactly if it's supposed to be more deadly, a double suplex rather than a regular suplex because, uh, it's not, you're not getting any more momentum falling. I mean, uh, it is what it is. So she got a double suplex on to Liv Morgan. They both did get him down there. And, uh, now here we go. No ref didn't see this cheat after that. It's, uh, um, Liv Morgan. She's getting choked out by, uh, the illegal competitor, Chelsea Green, while, uh, um, Sonya Deville gets the ref's attention. Hey, referee! And then, here's the thing. They go for a move. They, they try to pin uh, Liv Morgan. You know, at least uh, Sonya. And she goes for a really clumsy-looking pin there. And I guess it's a roll-up. Uh, Chelsea Green tries to help out. And the referee sees it again. No! That does not go by. That does not fly under my roof. Ladies! And they fight on again. And they go for the... F- they. Chelsea Green and uh, Sonia go for the double suplex again Going for the well once too often And they go for the suplex uh, Liv Morgan, she bends her legs backwards She lands on her feet And she counters with a double neckbreaker Double neckbreaker And tags in the hot tag On uh You know Raquel Rodriguez So tag So Raquel taking out everybody you know, and uh, she finished it up with uh, Chelsea Green. She does this. Uh, now, here we go. This is the funny thing. It's a twisting um, Vader. It's a t- twisting Vader bomb. So a Vader bomb, but with a twist on it, and she lands up with Santon. That's how I call it. It's a twisting Santon, a corkscrew Santon. The springboard corkscrew Santon. That's what Corey Graves calls it. But however, in Michael Cole's Sponge Brain have his, he calls it a, uh, what's it? A springboard... Corkscrew elbow, he calls it an elbow still, an elbow. He started calling an elbow and he will always call it an elbow because he's, is an elbow of a man. is <laughs> <He's> an idiot. <laughs> Michael Cole, wow. I would like to see, uh, you know, uh, Wade bears like elbow. You're an elbow, but he didn't say that. It's like, well, when he talks about this, he's like, uh, he didn't call him elbow, but this way he did say, Wade says, uh, you, Michael Cole have a lot in common with the, uh, Sonia Deville and, uh, Chelsea Green. The three of you are uh, the presence of the three of you is very grating and it's true. It's very true. So yeah, after the big Santon, this corkscrew Santon, um, what, uh, Raquel sets up, uh, well, it's, uh, she goes to the pen and, uh, why, um, Sonya Deville comes in to break up the pen and then Raquel sets up Sonya Deville on the top rope, on the second rope for a big move, you know, um, this is where it gets weird because, uh, Liv Morgan gets a blind tag on for some reason. Uh, hell then superplexes, uh, you know, Sonya Deville off the second rope. And then this where, uh, I guess, uh, because Sonya Deville wasn't even a legal person in the ring, um. It's that it. uh, Chelsea Green comes back to the ring and he, she gets met by a top rope dropkick. A whammo by Liv Morgan, a big dropkick, missile dropkick style. You know, and then she, Liv Morgan gets Chelsea Green with the backstabber. Whammo! But now, you know, it's uh, Chelsea Green really suffering a little bit. Um, Raquel Rodriguez in the ring there and she, tra- she takes out some, uh, you know, uh, Sonya Deville with a big old pump kick to the chest. Now this is gets weird now. Um this is where uh, Raquel Rodriguez charges the Chelsea Green at the ropes. Chelsea Green uh, ducks her and then uh Raquel throws herself over the top rope outside the ring. Now this is where it gets even stranger because Sonia DeVille calls over the referee. Referee's like, Hey Sonia, what are you doing outside inside the ring? Here you're supposed to be outside the ring, and hey, you look fantastic with that gear. And that's true. One thing's for sure. Sonia Deville looks fantastic in her wrestling year. Sonia Deville and uh, Chelsea Green looking absolutely matching. Their gears like, uh, match color, color-coordinated. Um, Chelsea Green looks great, but, uh, yeah. Sonya Deville always brings it with her gear. Yeah, that's right. But anyways, while the referee is, is back his back is turned to the action, it gets the dumbest thing. It gets weird to dumb where, uh, that prop comes in hand, Chelsea screens, a uh, water um, uh, bottle prop. Why it's uh, now in the hands of Liv Morgan. She grabs that ball and she pours a dumps it right on the back. The back. She didn't squirt the eyes of uh, Chelsea Green. She didn't get any of it in her face. She squirts her back. She gets her back all soaking wet. And I guess that's uh, Chelsea Green's Achilles' heel. Oh, my back is so cold. Oh, uh, what can I do? Oh, I, I think I'm. I think that's a cramp. I think I got a cramp. So ridiculous. So then it's uh, Liv Morgan with the, uh, you know over top she gets uh, uh, she goes jumps over top she gets a roll up on uh, a roll up on uh, Chelsea Green the referee goes down for the count and right behind Liv Morgan pushing her beautiful buttocks it's uh, Raquel Rodriguez pushing her their feet referee huh, he could have easily seen that he, he called it on uh, you know Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green a couple of times Talk about bias, and and Wade Baird calls him out for that. Wade Baird calls out the biased referee's decision on, uh, you know, being on uh, the side of uh, the WWE champions. So shame on the referee for calling that one. But anyways, retaining their championship gold is Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. So next up, we got ourselves the beautiful Caleb Braxton backstage with uh, the Matt Riddle. And she's basically, like, uh, so what's with the, uh, you got this, uh, why do you, why did you accept the match with Solus Koa? After all, in a couple of weeks time, you got a six man tag coming up and, uh, you don't want anything to happen. But here's the thing. This is why, uh, I guess Matt Riddle just wants some revenge. Got some revenge on some Solus Koa after being buried under a table. So he wants a no disqualification match. And this match is coming up in the main event. No disqualification. Matt Riddle versus the Bloodlines. Solo Sokoa. Now I'm a big fan of Solo. This should be a good match. Like I say, it was a good match. Even though it was a no disqualification. And that is usually a fiasco. Usually a fiasco. Now here we go. Next up. Our next big match. It is an Intercontinental Championship match. And I can't believe this match is like... Second to last, the worst spot you can have. Really, this sh- match should be either headlining, SmackDown, or ending SmackDown. Uh, Intercontinental. Gunther is the face of SmackDown because Roman Reigns. Where's Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns is never around now. Even though Gunther rarely, ti- rarely defends his title, I think Roman, uh, you know, Gunther rarely defends the title as well. But Gunther, I believe, he still serves longer, more than uh, Roman is. Truly, do. Even though my opinion does change every week, but regardless, right now that's what I believe. So, what's going to happen in this match? I believe this will be the hardest match of uh, um, what's that? uh, Xavier Woods' career. So, this is an intercontinental match, intercontinental title match. Um, Defending his title is uh, Gunther from Imperium versus Xavier Woods. Now, like I say, this is uh, the—I don't think Xavier Woods has fought an opponent like Gunther ever, ever. Ever So, this will be difficult for him. So, I'm thinking, wow, last week I thought when I found out about it, like, Will, uh, Gunther chopped the hell out of uh, Xavier Woods. Making his, uh, bleed from the pores of his chest. Like he did a Seamus. Well, one thing for sure, Gunther did get the slaps on. Um, Xavier Woods, hardcore too. And it was a real big match. This match was, uh, about... Ten and a half minutes Ten and a half minutes This was a barn burner This was a real knuckle duster Perhaps this is the match of the night This is officially the match of the night, listener yeah, Xavier Woods did bring it You know, he brought it with the getting like, Taking all the slaps and punishment But here we go Xavier Woods did turn things around Because of Gunther, he knows how to sell He knows how to super sell And he did Because uh, Xavier Woods, with a weird move He jumps up and I'm not sure what he did He he, he threw his arms at uh, Gunther's face area, his head and face area. He threw his arms at him in a a jumping charge. It was messy, but Gunther sold that thing like a son of a gun. A son of a Gunther. He went down. And, of course, Xavier was showing his uh, high-flying techniques. He going over the top. Now, I know usually... You know, Xavier Woods, if Xavier Woods is fighting and he, if he goes fight singularly in a, in a solo match, it's usually a roll up that ends the match, you know? So he won most of his matches with roll ups and it's disgusting. Makes me want to vomit a little bit, you know, taking it in the rear, um, the backwoods roll up anyways, back to the match. Now will Xavier Woods wouldn't, I don't think Xavier Woods is going to win this match, never did not from the beginning, but anyways, Xavier with the massive, uh, over the top rope tope suicida. You know, like Swanton style, crushes some uh, Gunther. They fight outside for a bit there, and then Xavier Woods goes in the ring there, and this is, I couldn't believe this one. I couldn't believe this move. I'm like, what? Every now and then, Xavier Woods will shock you, will super shock you with a move like, holy shit! You know, with his uh, honor roll elbow, or his massive, his elbow from the coast to coast elbow. To this one here. Now, Xavier Woods, now there's a lot of people who do, uh, leg drops in the top rope. Becky Lynch does a leg drop from the top rope and Becky Lynch's leg drop from the top rope. She gets zero height from it. She gets uh horizontal height. She gets, when she jumps off, she goes horizontal with the top rope and she managed, I don't know how she managed to do that. But anyways, this Xavier Woods leg drop must be the greatest leg drop I've ever seen ever, ever in wrestling history, ever. Um, that includes a Carmelo Hayes, uh, you know, uh, axe kick leg drop. That's right. He was that goddamn good. This was, he got height like a, a ricochet. He got height like a, a Montez Ford. This was a thing of beauty, listener, a thing of beauty. He hit some good. Now, what gets me is the ending, of course, of the match. Now I figure if uh, Xavier Woods is gonna win the match, it's gonna be with a roll-up. A roll-up, and roll-up he tried. Roll-up he tried. First he got to his shoulders and did a crucifix, bomb to a crucifix roll-up. Didn't get it. So then what's next? He's gonna go for another roll-up. It's uh, not the uh, schoolboy, the uh, you know, into the woods or the backwoods. Basically an you know, O'Connor roll. He did an you know, O'Connor roll. Didn't work. Now in a roll, you're behind your opponent and you roll backwards, you do a roll you know, you roll backwards. You know. So then uh it ended up with uh Gunther grabbing the waist of uh you know Xavier Woods and flipping him over, so then uh they're now belly to back. So uh it's Big Spoon Little Spoon move. Where now uh Walt Gunther was the big spoon. And what does Big Spoon do? Sleeper hole, baby! He gets him in the choke hold, you know, rear naked, mm-hmm. the sleeper hold, just rear naked choking. That's it. Um, Xavier Woods went to sleep dreaming of better days. Um, I'm thinking, is it it for, uh, the new day as a team? You know, Kofi Kingston, he's an old, old man. He must be at least 80, 70, 80, 80 years old. Just like Ray Mysterio. You know, the ex- uh, biggie. I mean, uh, he looks like he's uh, healthy, you know, doing video games whatnot, but he's going to return to the ring. Will he continue uh, the new day with uh, Xavier Woods? Who knows? Does it matter? Of course it does. So yeah, this match is over. Like I say, about 10 and a half minutes. It was a uh, barn burner. It was a knuckle buster. It was good match. Match of the night. Clearly, I said it right now. Now, next up, we got ourselves a little bit of the uh, the bloodline, Jimmy and Jay Uso, and they got a mission statement, and it is their mission is to bring back the gold, to make their uh, you know tribal chief proud of them, who is not there at all, not even uh, the wise man Paul Heyman on him there. So, anyways, they've got goals, they got goals, um, they want to bring back the gold, and. Here's the thing in two weeks time, which is going to be backlash in Puerto Rico. They're going to have a six man tag, but next week, however, next week, there's going to be a rematch. So in Puerto Rico, there's a chance that the bloodline, the Usos might be tag team champions there. Mm-hmm. it will be weird, but it might be true. I doubt it anyways. And then another thing they want to talk about is the fact that, uh, you know, they're going to body. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And like, so who else is going to get bodied by tonight? It's going to get Matt Riddle. It's going to get bodied by a solo Sikawa. And that's the next match. The match, uh, the main event match. It was a good match. Not matching tonight. It was very good. It was a no holds. It didn't. they didn't call it the no holds barred match, but it is a no holds barred match. Uh, no disqualifications. And we have ourselves a, uh, Matt Riddle coming in the ring from behind, tackling some Solo Sikoa. Now this match here was, uh, about, uh, 13 minutes long, about 13 minutes long. It was, uh, actually 13 and a half minutes. This was really good. It's really, really fun match. A lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. Now the match went both ways. Uh, right off the bat, Solo Co introduced some, uh, Kendo sticks for them into the ring and then some steel chairs. And they took turns beating each other up with candlesticks. sticks. The fight went outside there when uh Koa was knocked down and uh, Riddle with a massive uh Broton. That's right, just crushing him from the uh, steel steps. You know, the steel step lift. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Now in a match here, it's Sol Sokoa did try to end it, end the career of Matt Riddle. Doing what he does, usually does, uh, he gets you in a corner and slaps a chair over top of your head, and then he's gonna crush you, uh, corner to corner, with his buttocks. But however, he took way too long in the setup, and when he came over there, he got a chair, that same chair, hit him right in the face, and then, now there were chairs set up in the corner, two corners, and uh, Solskjaer was uh, thrown face first into one of them. And then chairs were set up in the ring there, where Solskjaer took a nice uh, a suplex into them. Pretty good. Some serious hardcore bumps in this match. Now they continued fighting on to the very end sequence of the match where they fight outside of the ring, um, where Matt Riddle is thrown over top of an announced table. And then will this be history repeating itself? Will Matt Riddle be buried under the table yet again? Not this time. Matt Riddle was too conscious and aware of what's going to happen. And he put his feet up to defend the table from falling over. They end up fighting again on top of the table where, uh, Solo tried to go for Spykoa, the Simone spike. And so, and, uh, Riddle met him with the flash knee and that's where Solo Spykoa found himself on the ground and then finding himself getting trapped underneath the table. And what does that mean? It means nothing because it's, uh, no disqualifications. So there's no count outs. So Matt Riddle cannot win by uh count out so this is nonsense but while this nonsense is happening why riddle is attacked <laughs> by the rest of the bloodline is the usos jim and jay uso attack uh, riddle beating him up outside the ring throwing him into the ring but however it is usos and uh you know they got every good thing can't last i suppose we have ourselves uh jay uso thrown out the ring they fight inside the ring jay Uso gets they're going to set up for the one and done but, uh, you know, it's, uh, why? Matt Riddle, he gets thrown against the ropes, he holds the ropes, and uh, Jey Uso follows this suit, tries to get him there, and he gets thrown off the ropes. Jimmy Uso again he gets, um, I guess, uh, he gets, uh, the egg you know, he gets pulled over the ropes as well. And then it's Riddle with the springboard, Broton, the floating bro, he crushes both Jimmy and Jey Uso in the ring. I'm thinking, well, okay. Yeah. While that's happening, we got our solo Sukoa. He had enough time to get out from underneath the table, the tabla, I should say, the announcer's table. And then, well, while this happens, a riddle goes down the other side of the ring, they meet up and then it's solo Sukoa with the, uh, the spinning, the spinning, uh, the solo, the spinning solo, the, uh, Uranagi onto the ring apron itself. They take it into the ring where the final sequence happens. Sol Sokoa goes for the Samoan Spikoa, but however, Riddle ducked that through and then with the, uh, flash knee again, hits Soul Sokoa, then hits the ropes when he bounced back. It was not good for Matt Riddle because Matt Riddle not just got, uh, the, uh, Samoan Spikoa, but a running Samoan Spikoa right to the throat, <laughs> poof, this match was, uh, over in 13 and a half minutes. This was pretty fantastic. Sol Sokoa with a great match, you know? I'm a big fan of Solo. He's, uh, this match was, uh, definitely match of the night. However, I do think there was, uh, maybe, uh, you know, yeah, I'm talking about, uh, Xavier Woods, Gunther should have been a main event. You know, it sucks that none of them got to the main event. <laughs> so yeah, it should have been like Liv Morgan, Sonya Deville, Chelsea Green should have started off the match, started off the night. And I would think, uh, Xavier Woods and Gunther should have closed off the night, you know, um but i guess they gotta show like out of finishing off i don't don't, i'm not sure i don't think they needed to have um matt riddle getting uh, his ass beaten by uh solo you know because after the match of course um the usos come to the ring and they one and done matt riddle's ass right through a table that's right the first table through and it's the usos put him through it and then yeah making a big statement is the usos or uh, made a statement to the, uh, I guess, the, uh, to not present, I guess, watching at home, the tag team champions of uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They're saying, oh, boy, oh my, maybe we should have been there to protect our uh, asset, Matt Riddle. Regardless, that uh, does wrap it up for this episode of SmackDown and concludes the wrestling show. Now, if you have joined us, uh, if you have joined us to the very end of the show, know that I hold a very special place in my heart just uh, for you. Now, fear not, stay tuned for next week. We have an all new episode of All A Wrestling Show. And always remember, listener, you matter.
1: The wrestling Show, oh, oh, baby.